I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Not unlike European Jews who watch the world close in on them slowly, perhaps barely perceptibly, as the start at the start of Nazism, colored people in the South would first react in denial and disbelief to the rising hysteria, then helpless to stop it attempt a belated resistance not knowing and not able to imagine how far the supremacist would go the outcomes for both groups were widely divergent one suffering unspeakable loss and genocide the other enduring nearly a century of apartheid pogroms and mob executions but the hatreds and fears that fed both assaults were not dissimilar and relied on arousing the passions of the indifferent to mount so complete an attack the South began acting in outright defiance of the 14th Amendment in 1868, which granted the right to due process and equal protection to anyone born in the United States, and it ignored the 15th Amendment in 1880, which guaranteed all men the right to vote. But politicians began writing the, these anti-black sentiments all the way to the governor's mansions throughout the South and to seats in the U.S. Senate hey welcome to the black Tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a sunday morning right afternoon ready to give you literally just afternoon 1201 uh ready to give you guys some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search for us um the black guy who tips or reading rainbow however you guys want to do it butterflies in the sky nigga we go twice as high come on um you can find us there um we appreciate the five star reviews and uh we also appreciate the people that uh leave feedback through various ways uh email comments on the website votes in the polls Mm -hmm. uh voicemail stuff like that um although i do have to tell you guys a little guilty pleasure that i have um I i think i may have told you about it or not i don't remember but you know how sometimes we get these like harassing emails or emails that are just like by people that you know clearly want to fight or take shit out of context because mm-hmm. we talk about a lot of hot button issues and when you talk about shit and you have integrity and stuff people like want to try to tear you down uh i have a folder and i don't know maybe this will help you guys too it helped me with not responding to these type of people that have bad faith arguments i have a folder in my uh gmail that's just for idiots so if you just say some stupid shit to me you just go in the idiot box like i don't feel like i have to like respond mm-mm, mm-mm. i don't feel the need to try to reason with you mm-mm. it's like oh you're irrational or you're being tried this is fun for you to troll me mm-hmm. idiot folder you know i've been doing it for a few years and it's honestly <clears throat> stopped me from coming on the podcast and talk back to people like as if they represent a large group of people Not a very small percentage um, i know there was one specific fan who used to like create fake email accounts just to email me and hope that i would say shit on the website about on on the podcast about them mm-hmm. or take pictures and put it on my facebook page or something mm-hmm. and you know people been following they know i haven't done that in a long time because i just don't want to i know that that's part of the thrill for them right is i got this person's that's attention the game. yeah they put me on a pedestal and then getting my attention becomes like a big deal for them because mm-hmm. their lives are terrible but yeah it was uh it was it was just something that i had to relate today because i was like you know what it's been a long time since i've even like done that to be like we didn't say that like what for what for who you know 99.999 percent of people listening get it and then there's always that 
one person that's like but i would like to take you out of context if they do it to beyonce if they do it to obama they'll do it to me too they do it nobody special yeah ain't nobody special out here um anyway the quote that i started the show with today was the warmth of other sons which is a book i just started reading because i finished another book yesterday so uh two days ago i believe so you know it's good to be like yo i finished another book it's time for me to uh get on some new new um so you know i'm kind of i'm kind of excited about you know starting a new book i've heard a lot about this one it's about the great migration okay um which is um i'm about to say which direction you know it's a lot of the migrations um well the great migration in america specifically refers to uh it's by isabel wilkerson 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 um the great migration in america specifically refers to black people that moved out of the south to the north okay Um, okay most people will term it as like from like the 1890s to the 1930s or 20s or something but it really went on to like the 1970s if you think about it because either under jim crow and then under segregation black people still were getting treated like shit in the south and they were moving out um which hurt you know production in the south as far as like cotton and and farms and stuff because black people were doing all that labor yeah that's why they had to get machines to do the shit right and it was um a slow economic um war too and also it was a, a movement that wasn't organized it didn't have a leader there was no like one black person telling everybody we gotta go it and was they don't know how to handle that because you don't have a target yeah so it was it was a lot of black people very bravely at a time when you know trains work mass transit you know if you were lucky enough to have a car you know yes uh there were black people that left the south that literally had never had shoes you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. the bravery of our ancestors to even be able to do some shit like that like travel hundreds of thousands of miles by foot a lot of them i was nervous to hop on a plane to travel i am indeed not my ancestors hands okay uh and i mean that in the the opposite way like i don't want that smoke because they was like i've never been to a big city now i'm gonna live in new york now i'm living in chicago you know um so yeah the book is about that and uh i'm enjoying it so far man but i love this period of history and stuff because i just wasn't taught about it in school nobody talked about it in school if they brought it up they would just be like it was called like the de- the definition not no right. personal stories right no numbers no facts just and then black people moved from the south and they moved to the north and it was called the great migration write that down and then that's an answer on your social studies test right but did you internalize that knowledge did you realize that at one point 90 percent of black people lived in the south mm-hmm. and at the end of the great great migration i want to say it was like 40 percent or something like that or more than 40 percent had moved out something it was something like that where you got to consider half of a populace of america in one location just moving and spreading and throughout nobody's wondering why nobody because they don't give a fuck oh they wondered why they wonder why i mean you got to consider it's white landowners losing people but because they couldn't conceptualize of black people's humanity they would not ascribe the common decency and motivations to, to us that they would for themselves so right they would look at it like these black people you give them a little scrap of land they just quit working and it's like no they work for themselves that's called being an entrepreneur you know and then of course you find out about sharecropping and all that stuff so like 
it's been interesting um and it seems like the way that isabel wilkerson tackled this was to find three different people who are still alive and interview them about their life's journey and how they and like how they moved from the south to different locations and why you know one dude wanted to be a doctor he was in the south they wouldn't let him be a doctor Mm -mm. he had all the schooling and everything come on um you know that like i said uh um the woman i'm reading about now at ida may um like she was in the south and just you know dealing with racism you know her father died early and stuff so it's like interesting to see different people give that human story in a way that i never learned in school never not once like maybe i learned the term i have never thought about the knowledge and what it was and you know reading out of b wells um the autobiography for her um and reading uh reading this is is kind of like enlightening to see like oh this is what people was dealing with so right and most of the black people that are you 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 know most of us are probably second third fourth fifth generation of these people that migrated to these areas a lot of people particularly like somebody said chicago new york dc like above the quote-unquote mason dixon line Mm -hmm. if you go back to your roots oh a high percentage of them niggas came from down south most of them were not originally born and raised quote unquote when they came to america up there they migrated to those yeah, areas a large percent it's sad because when you think about the shame black people feel about country black people right. in certain areas like you know the way that people shit on the south and black people in the south um look no further than when uh this current crop of candidates running um and how pete Buttigieg sold out southern black vote in south carolina how uh it was bernie sanders before him um everybody forgets that in 2016 you know they they just blame hillary for his loss they blame hillary for his loss but he never really made true inroads with black people Mm -hmm. um in mass he had some young black people on his team but he didn't make it in mass with all black people and that's to his detriment you know um and it's interesting to think about the way that these things still reflect today because i remember when it was the numbers were coming back and it was like black people in the south are not really fucking with bernie the anti-blackness jumped out of not just his white supporters but a lot of his black supporters right started talking about black people being too stupid and all this shit and the vast majority of black people who don't live in the south come from the fucking south right you all got here through ports in charleston and virginia and shit like that not like very few black people can trace their ancestry back in america um if they if they came from through slavery um or through the er, through the era of slavery very few black people came here as freed people very few black people came here and you know um got the real indentured servitude treatment and and really had it respected most of most of us uh came from chattel slavery if you're an immigrant from outside of america you mostly came from chattel slavery come on you know like it's like you were affected by it or affected by it or somehow in america in this world there's even if you're from africa you were still affected by you know colonization and uh slave the slave trade so Mm -hmm. to, to to think about the disdain people have for southern accents southern mannerisms uh southern black folks it's you know it's almost scary it's almost sad and then 
the shame that people feel about it because you know it's a lot of like mocking and shit but that's internalized shame that you have for your grandparents for your father and mother for your great-grandparents and the people that really um were brave enough to pack up all their shit and leave it on a whim's notice knowing they were leaving all their land behind knowing they were leaving uh in many times places they could not go back because uh people would want to kill them mm-hmm. um and all this stuff so yeah I-, I love this book so far and also that shows to go the ignorance of people and even to today it is so fucking frustrating um whenever i you know you kind of hear uh, black people up north talk down south about uh the laws and shit that we have down here but yet it was stop and frisk up there you know that shit is the same fucking thing right it stems from racism <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, it's like you know that they, they, they say very ignorant shit like the police don't stop them too yeah the police stop us too but the police also stop y'all too the police also rat harass y'all up there too you know that's why when certain things happen to uh people up north they be like well i never thought it would happen to me up here i'm up north who, nigga who get racist don't give a fuck if you up north or down south and is you black right. is you black well you know what it is is that a lot of these states and i guess it still works on certain people hopefully not as much anymore but a lot of these states used to advertise themselves as these destinations that were free of racism um and they were telling the truth for the most part that they were free of racism in the north because they were free of black people so it there wasn't any racism to be needed really when there were no black people you know but when like say chicago went from like forty thousand black people to a million you know to where you were like less than five percent of the city population to forty percent of the city population well all of a sudden now chicago's one of the most racist cities in america well how that fucking happened it's in the north right no it's just the racism goes where white people's uncomfortableness goes and they're uncomfortable when it's too many quote-unquote black people and so yeah a, a large part of that is this and then the other thing about that excerpt i read they were talking about politicians writing that to the to the to office you know um and they would be saying bombastic shit like i don't care, hang every nigger if we have to, to 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 get uh you know to get the south under control like they would say shit like that and um you know the and then like and, and this was not just idle rhetoric you're talking about a time when people were literally lynching folks and that meant that was a signal like we gotta get out of town you know they just lynched two two boys for winking at a white woman we gotta get out of town we don't know if it happened or not we just know they did um so um the the, the politicians how's that different from republicans now how's that different from donald trump did he not ride racism straight to fucking office like while everyone's trying to examine economic uh fragility and uh you know white people's uh you just hard working white people can't find a job and their anxiety over that while you're examining that with employment numbers under obama that were through the roof for white folks anyway um when you're examining that and still trying to come out with any reason but racism that's what happened back then that like after those eight during those eight years of reconstruction that's what the fuck eroded everything was white people refusing to believe these southern white people were really as fucking evil as black people said they were people they went to war with slave owning white people and they scapegoated black people instead so yeah and 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 i and i think for me it's very frustrating because it's it's, it's almost that thing where history you know repeats itself and a lot of and we've talked about this for a lot of black people buy into anti-blackness and don't even realize that they bought into it hook line and sinker 
and a lot of times you know people talk about the white man a lot of times you actually push the white man agenda unknowingly push the, pushing the white man's agenda out of your lack of knowledge lack of history <laughs> lack of knowing yourself lack of knowing that you shitting on these quote-unquote country bunkers down south knowing knowing all your society uh, if you track your lineage if, if, if you go back in your family's history some connection to you somewhere of course started down here if you black yeah, that's what it's gonna be like you have a very low percentage of black americans who don't have a traces to slavery it's a very low percentage so to shit on this idea of slaves in the south and all this shit it's, it's real fucked up um anyway welcome to the show guys that's been our reading rainbow <laughs> reading rainbow segment a reading rainbow yes take a look is in a book i can't do anything. anything um but yeah so um just skip the first 20 minutes of every show guys <laughs> Let, uh, <laughs> so um a lot of news has been happening and i definitely want to talk about it um for shizzle um so let's go ahead and get into uh get into that stuff um colin kaepernick had a workout now i didn't talk about this shit all week last week really i talked about a little bit on the sports show and no offense it's because i knew what it was i know game is game i didn't expect not a single person's mind to be changed raise your hand if you change your mind this weekend i'll wait right everybody feels the way they felt before this shit i still feel the way i felt before this shit mm-hmm. um to be fair um but let's go into the breakdown of the events and there's a lot of rumor and speculation out here so not all of it's being reported as what confirmed like out of people's mouth shit so uh, allow for the idea that some of this information may change over the next few days because i don't know what's true and what's not and you when you involve in two parties that don't trust each other um and would rather go to the public than each other it's hard to really know what what is 100 percent on the up and up you know so uh essentially last tuesday um word was sent from the nfl to Kyler kaepernick's people you have two hours to confirm but um would you guys like to do a saturday tryout basically and we will invite like all the teams in the nfl to watch you perform at an nfl stadium and it'll be closed to the media um and by the way i heard this on tuesday not saturday it'll be closed to the media um just you and the nfl people will will film it and um then send it out to to uh, nfl teams um now this a lot of people didn't like this for a few reasons one trials are normally done on tuesdays when which is an nfl like off day uh that's normally when uh your gms your coaches your higher up staff have the day off so they can travel to see something like colin kaepernick in person perform and maybe talk to him interview him i don't know but that was a a big thing right um you're doing it on saturday when you know game is on sunday and monday who's going to be able to to attend with high top brass right good point uh the other thing people were like why two hour limit on whether he can whether he says yes or not you know um leave it i don't know how long a limit would have been reasonable but they said two hours um kaepernick's team did agree to it and he tweeted like he was excited about it like yeah i got a child i've told y'all being ready i'm about to you know blah blah blah. so it's like cool you know seemed like this worked out 
another rumor that came out was jay-z was the one who orchestrated this um i'm not 1000 percent sure if that's true or not but it's been reported several different places i saw tmz reported through a source that jay-z was uh disappointed with the outcome but um it seems that jay-z despite what people said that it wasn't just a money thing for him or power grab it seems like uh, to some extent he really did try to get this dude at least a, a, a tryout um obviously you can feel how you want to i mean the nfl could any of these teams could have tried him out a couple of them i believe have possibly or at least considered it mm-hmm. um so it's not like it's not like jay-z can make him be on a team Mm-mm. um and neither can roger goodell by the way um people keep thinking it's at roger goodell's feet but uh, you know i'll get into what i think happened at the end but um <laughs> yeah so um but that's the rumor is that jay-z actually was instrumental in getting him this uh this chance um so then uh and the rest of this is a lot of speculation so i'll get to that so he gets to like atlanta on thursday supposed to be in like georgia i'm assuming it's gonna be at the superdome because i mean where else in atlanta has an nfl facility that you would practice at so i mean not unless you don't go to a college facility right people were reporting right away media people on twitter were like yeah media not gonna be able to attend some people was like well maybe we can have um we could have media attending live tweeted and stuff like that like they were trying to figure ways around it i don't know if they were negotiating that or not I, once again i heard conflicting reports but mostly i heard media was not going to be able to attend um the other thing is there was a lot of conflicting report, reports about which teams would be there now uh it started off with people being like no teams gonna be there eight teams 11 teams 24 teams 31 teams all the teams you know <laughs> it was, was all over the place lots and uh and with all this stuff i'll tell you one thing that was interesting to watch on social media is people cherry picked the articles that they felt most comfortable with uh aligning with their already agenda so of course if they were more in turn if they were very supportive of kaepernick then they would normally share the articles that said like no teams are t- playing on attending and it's like well what are the odds that no teams plan on attending what are the like odds, right come on y'all like like i it's just what it is now people share what they feel comfortable agreeing with not what not with what might be the truth so correct um the final number i saw settled on was somewhere around 24 teams were planning on attending the workout in its original location on saturday at original time okay um and then on saturday as it was uh unfolding i'm trying to make sure i remember everything but uh as it was unfolding it was like kaepernick's people put out a press release that essentially said they were moving locations once again i saw various misreportings of it the nfl said they're moving locations the nfl said the workout is off the nfl was sounds like now after and maybe this will change but after after the press release and after his statements um uh to the press after his workout it sounds like he and his people decided to move out of the nfl facility and uh the nfl had not like decided which wide receivers it was going to give them to to uh use you know like he was gonna get some generic public defender wide receivers i don't know <laughs> so he flew so he play, play number one right so he flew in his own like homies that he's 
used to working with to uh to do his wide receiver drills and stuff Mm -hmm. but he also decided this is all alleged and not and i have not seen proof either way but he decided that the waiver that he got was not because you have to sign a waiver when you do a trial with the nfl um typically it protects them from like injury and shit so like if you twist your fucking knee running you can't like sue us for that shit or you know stuff like that supposedly everyone who does a trial with the nfl signs a form of a waiver the people on kaepernick's side his team is saying this waiver has some special exceptions in it that they did not fuck with so like um i don't know exactly what it was i've seen speculated that it was uh he was not gonna be able to sue them or something i i I don't know i also have you know a friend that that kind of has some insight to the nfl that works in that process and was like it was a standard waiver i'm gonna be frank with y'all i don't know who to believe and i think a lot of bias is coming into it because we don't want to believe the nfl on any reason for anything but at the same time we want to believe kaepernick is righteous on everything and i don't know you know what i'm saying like i don't know why this person would lie to me you know at the same time and i really think if we we can't get a, a picture of the fucking document we can't get a pdf of it like what you know like and maybe there's a reason they don't want us to see it but i'm just saying like why the fuck can't we just see it then if that's the problem and you know in a certain way the nfl can't move as quote unquote petty as like cap can caps it kind right. of an individual representing himself and then you know his team represents him somewhat but if the nfl starts doing some shit to be like he lying y'all it's gonna also look like you know they they might get sued again who fucking knows like i a company has to move a certain way you know Mm -hmm. even when they doing shady shit they still gotta move a certain way to make it look not shady right um so anyway um so that the waiver was one thing and then the other thing is since the media wasn't going to be able to like broadcast it live or whatever kaepernick and his team decided to move the tryout to a high school football uh uh, field and he brought his own wide receivers and they were going to youtube live it and um and 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 then uh he talked to the press for a minute and 30 seconds afterwards and that was all he had to say okay with that i saw some of the clips and stuff and people was like yeah he had to do this to like show us that he could still play here's the thing man he's been putting out clips of him doing that shit for three years so nobody raise your hand if you actually said well now that i saw that tape i think he can play in the nfl everybody knows this nigga can play in the nfl um his team supposedly was worried that the nfl would somehow doctor the footage that they sent to teams to make him look bad on purpose so that teams wouldn't sign him (sighs) feel how you feel about that i'm 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 gonna be frank i don't really think the nfl was going to do that because then what would be the fucking point of scheduling the workout you don't have to tar and feather this man at this point because you honestly won already like oh so teams that 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 claim you can't play quarterback need more ammunition they don't they there's three years of him not playing so for them to be like 
yeah we don't want him he hasn't played in three years like there it's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy the way that these nfl teams blackballed him mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to concentrate on the things we all agree on and i'll get to that at the end but i'm not 100 percent sure that this was as much of a sham as people claiming it was um and i still think it was shammy but i don't know that it was going to be them to showing every incomplete pass he made in 40 minutes and be like he's trash we're out you know what i mean um <laughs> it just didn't make sense um but then uh you know the people did uh media watched them people get wrote back their kind of progress reports and everyone agrees good enough to be in the nfl at least as a backup minimum like everyone knows this already i don't think this is a controversial thing to say um so then um after the end after the workout he does an interview where he basically says we did this because we want full transparency and everything and the ball's in your court and my agent is willing to meet with any team at any time and i'm willing to try out at any time for anyone and you know basically thank y'all for coming out and the work y'all do and the people want to hear from the nfl and da 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 and uh oh and i forgot to mention the most important aspect uh he took his shirt off and under it said uh kunta kente uh for his shirt uh that's the clip i seen i mean i mean yeah. kind of the steal because i didn't see none of the clips yeah yeah um so uh with all that stuff um my personal opinion is jay-z and roger goodell would really like colin kaepernick to be in the nfl i think uh what most people don't and it's and it's roger goodell's fault by the way but what most people don't recognize is roger goodell has limited power even as commissioner right roger goodell's not richer than any of those owners Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and while while he likes the appearances of i'm the big boss the principal of the nfl he's not and this is showing the limits of his power the reason i feel this way is because i remember when he also was trying to get teams to give michael sam a look mm-hmm. everybody forgets about michael sam but michael sam's mm-hmm. a really good litmus test for Colin kaepernick right um but roger goodell thought this looks bad it looks like our league is blackballing the first openly gay athlete to try to play in the nfl and i don't want to be part of that you know that culture i don't want i don't want to be the commissioner who let this happen so he was pressuring teams into giving him tryouts pressuring them into drafting him all this shit and um and it did look bad because every draft board before the fucking draft had michael sam being drafted yes it did and now there's a bunch of revisionist history on the fucking defensive player of the of the uh, sec right suddenly he was yeah, sorry yeah, as hell people act like this nigga wouldn't know was a nobody and it was like oh man no 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 him being gay played 100 percent of the factor on why people was like nope suddenly he was sorry as hell and suddenly. His, his combine numbers were were just out of the league worthy right come on suddenly see more what's happening here you know i don't know if y'all remember that um the other thing too is roger goodell recently quote unquote won a battle with jerry jones um so jerry jones wanted roger goodell no longer to be commissioner of the nfl because he felt roger goodell didn't step up and lead on the nfl protest where people took a knee right because he was having a fucking fit and showing his ass and end up getting the papa john's dude involved and he mm-hmm. went and, and uh fucked his papa john dollars up 
and he tried to usurp roger goodell as commissioner and get somebody else in there but the other owners since they're all making money hand over fist and roger goodell's been good for business they were like no um just leave him alone but here's the thing that people didn't recognize with that while roger goodell got his new contract and got his money and he's probably gone after this by the way um while he did that he still kind of lost because roger goodell wanted the owners to understand we should not do anything about people taking a knee Mm -mm. everybody forgets this because he's the face of the nfl and he's a white dude you know people like he's not and he's not adam silver he's not like i encourage you to take a knee he was just kind of like look this is their right whether you agree with it or not like y'all actually making it a thing by fucking paying it attention and now it don't fucking matter because now we don't show the shits no more so nobody gives a fuck right so but it but it was interesting though because i don't think people peeped up the nuance in that because they was like the nfl roger goodell synonymous they're all evil they all hate Colin kaepernick they all want him out of the league it's collusion it's blackballing roger goodell tried to save the owners from themselves like listen we're gonna get sued and lose we're gonna get deposed just fucking like one of you guys bite the bullet get the guy on the team right right initially nobody was willing to and every time someone did kind of want to give colin a chance or you would hear rumblings of it they sounded scared because the nfl owners are old rich white men for the most part except for the brand new dude for the jacksonville jaguars and they only care and are fearful of fucking white fans they don't care about black fans oh no we don't count like our protestations our i'm not watching the nfl no more uh because kaepernick ain't got a job all that shit they don't give a fuck about that it's like it Mm -hmm. didn't happen right when they talk about papa john sales numbers going down they say it's because the nfl kneeling and the assumption is because white people hate the nfl and they hate kneeling so they don't buy papa john's they never think because black people are mad kaepernick's being ostracized it was like fuck papa john's too it's like all at the same time everybody's going fuck the nfl nobody cares about us yeah right except that, other black people and the thing is our numbers shift shit but we don't get credit for our numbers shifting shit. right when ratings went down they said it's because white people were upset not black people were upset the white people were upset with the players continuing to take a knee um you know i won't reiterate the idea that of the nfl is a stand-in for um the american police uh um over uh abuse i i i know that the nfl can't stop that Mm-mm. every player could take a knee every weekend and they're still gonna kill niggas but um but i think what's most important here and this is the thing i said i wanted to get to um well oh, i'm sorry i'm not done um i do think this was done in good faith on jay-z and goodell's part i do not think um that they gave colin kaepernick a easy road in because my guess is with the two-hour window with the uh no media uh with the 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 waiver or whatever the nfl was trying to see if colin kaepernick was willing to play play ball and i don't mean play football i mm-hmm. mean if he was willing to capitulate a bit bend a bit to the league in the way they would like him to enter the league they both like it's to me it's kind of a pissing contest between both parties at this mm-hmm. point and kaepernick as evidenced by the shirt is like i want to enter i will play football on my terms or not at all and i think both of them have a fucking valid point because you are asking for the nfl's check and the nfl is like going to 
want to know you're gonna carry water for them not saying it's fair not saying it's right obviously it's fucked up um but even the motherfuckers that beat women and fucking rape people and murder people and drive drunk they all have to toe a bit of a line when it comes to the nfl or they have to go perfect example greg hardy right greg hardy was a dude they let back in knowing what he did mm-hmm. and he was cool until he started getting in the locker room talking about um i forget what the last thing was but it was either like hitting women again or something yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like he gotta go it wasn't like greg hardy became a terrible nfl player Mm-mm. he he showed he would not carry water for the nfl and just act even close to sane for five minutes after a game they were like well now we can't even pretend that we don't see this right and so with colin i think colin is like i'm gonna be agitating that's what i do um i'm i'm an activist you know i'm they tried to play me i'm playing them back you know they now thank you nfl for getting all eyes on me now i control the narrative here's my camera showing me throwing here's my t-shirt in the youtube views right here's my here's my one minute and 35 second comment to the press i'm not going in any more details i'm not so talking I'm not about not really saying nothing which yeah. which means people views and opinions on me of not really gonna change here's my press release ahead of the workout to get ahead of the story like i mean the dude is super savvy i think he's I, i'll say this again perfect for the internet age of activism yes um because he's really good at not saying much and letting us fill in the blanks and say everything for him i saw people that said like bar none if he would have come in and played the game the quote-unquote the right way you know show like showed some capitulation to the nfl came in did the workout there were people that were saying a range between he d murray smith uh the guy who's over the players uh union um he was like uh the nflpa i mean player association he was like if he comes in and does a workout he'll have a job in two weeks i'm sure of it i don't know if he's saying that hopefully or if he's saying that because like oh i know i've talked to teams we're ready to have colin back if he just comes in and plays a game i don't know why that man would be lying or not because the pa is kind of the opposite of the nfl brass like they don't really get a lot of uh he don't get a lot of credit for standing up for the nfl he gives a lot of credit for standing up for the players so why the fuck would he say that i don't know unless he you know was just being hopeful and optimistic like a lot of people were uh so yeah i just don't think that it was really going to be like i do think that the hoops they asked him to jump for while they through while they may not have been um to me ridiculous they were enough to let you find like if you were biased one way or the other it was enough to be like and that's why you shouldn't do it or if he doesn't do this he don't want to play and you've seen that play out on social media Mm -hmm. over and over people calling each other coons and shit about it um the other part of it too is with uh cap like i i told people this i want to say it was this has to be five years ago now it was on balls Sports. it was a very short article but it was him being interviewed after he was injured before he took a knee so it was him and his comeback to the nfl it was when he lost all that weight he went vegan i don't know if you guys remember this but he did an interview and part of the interview he was like they were like what you learned from being injured for so long and he was like i learned that i don't need football and i'm who i am outside of football as a person like football the nfl and this job is not be all end all and 
i ever since I, i've taken that shit to heart when he said it and i legitimately believe that the a big part of his power as a symbol and as a man is that he don't need football in the way that a lot of people feel like they need that sport they need that money they need that fame that adulation he's getting a lot of the fame and and shit even the money from uh being a being a, a symbol and an icon and an activist it ain't played it down in three years yeah so like you know you can make a. I i mean he's still rich it ain't mm-hmm. like we're talking about broke people problems mm-hmm. everybody involved in this is rich as fuck uh but it's just interesting because i don't think uh people want to give any credit like if you're on one side or the other you don't want to give any credit to the other side being uh escalating the conflict right this is a great example of uh conflict versus abuse where it's like two sides are at conflict but if you're on one side the other side is just a, a abusive asshole and if you're on the other side that side's an abusive asshole right and I, that's what i see unfolding online um and the fights between like Stephen a smith and eric reed and uh different journalists and shit it's just it's ridiculous so i want to bring it back to one thing i think we can all agree on Colin Kaepernick is good enough to play football at quarterback in the NFL. I think everyone can agree on that. I'm. Can we just go back to that? Because I'm telling you right now, I there's nuance on both sides of this shit that people don't want to examine. But and and because it, it's uncomfortable to be like right now, Stephen A. Smith's a coon. Stephen A. Smith got called coon for three years by Eric Reed before he finally went snapped off and i actually went and played his video read his tweets because i wanted to know like where the fuck is this coming from you know what i mean because i think that shit with Stephen a smith i obviously don't agree with and there's politics of his that i you know any of them niggas that played a talking head on tv game yeah which he used to do mm -hmm. like go on msnbc and shit I, I can't really fuck with any of them because they they ha- by nature of their job they have to be on tv and be cool with these motherfuckers that i completely abhor like you got to go on tv and talk to fucking uh you know uh sean hannity nah i'm not I, i'm not with it i i get that that's how you make your bread and that's your belief system mm-hmm. i i don't know how the fuck you do that you know um but nobody wants to talk about the shit that uh Stephen a smith said that was right he said y'all asking for the league's money and y'all don't want to capitulate at all to the to them who you're asking for the money that's true all of us with jobs know that you filed your grievance you won your grievance you're still coming back to them for money and you don't want to jump through none of the hoops that's your right yes it is but at the same time like people noticing that and being like well you're kind of making it worse i don't think that make you a coon Mm -mm. and and you can also point out they have the right not to hire you if you're not willing to abide by their rules right and you know eric reed calling this man a coon using sambo step and fetch and shit that's twitter meme shit that might seem funny to to us because it's not happening to us right but but how the fuck any self-respecting black person gonna take that for years and years and years and be cool with it right you know i can see how jason whitlock or somebody that's written off all black people long ago might do that but y'all a peep game y'all notice how other black sports journalists aren't calling Stephen a smith out like that work with him and have worked with him at espn before like he's helped a lot of them people right some of our faves 
some of our faves were empowered by that dude like right you don't never know what people do behind the scenes y'all like be it's easy for us to do that shit when we we have no dog in the fight so we can just be like you coon ass nigga you sell out uncle tom okay well it's it's interesting who's not saying shit isn't it because some some people can legitimately disagree with that and this this is something that has been lost it's a lost art i blame i want to blame social media but maybe it's always been this way this idea where you can't fucking dis you can't disagree with somebody and still be like i feel you but i disagree i respect you but i disagree we have lost that now you just a coon right like that's like there's levels to this shit there are some people who are just they are not well-meaning they are evil-intentioned people they want to see the worst for you but to me what um you see Stephen a smith saying because he does care about colin kaepernick and uh eric reed and he even says colin kaepernick should be in the league he's like i'm an older black man giving you some game if you want to play in this game you're gonna have to give in to some of these unfair rules on the principle sure we all agree on the principle something's unfair you should just stand up against it and fuck it right he's like but in reality if you really do believe that you want to play in this league you gonna you gonna you can't show up with the shirt you can't uh change the location because you didn't like the waiver like you're gonna have to to some extent give deference to the situation if and understand that that it is a special case colin doesn't want to do that you know i really do feel like that's what the fuck happened um and uh, marlene says what happened talking offline eric reed has called this man a coon online for three yes, years that, straight that's my thing and, and and maybe this is just me i'm gonna tell you right now you show your ass in public some people will be like okay cool let's go behind the scenes but some people go oh if we gonna be public we gonna be public they have they have the right if they choose to announce up to them they have the right to respond back to you on the same platform you showed your ass on yeah they have that right like it's kind of weird because people people do that with me sometimes where they come at me sideways and be like why'd you quote tweet me why'd you say something about it on your show hey man if you come at me in public i might get tired of this shit i can't be the bigger man every fucking day so you know it's like i'm trying not to tell you about how i feel about the shit the same way i could be private you could be private right it's only when i get the upper hand that we pull the like wait a minute shit uh-uh right. uh, especially after i haven't said shit directly to you for a while keep in mind this is not saying everything Stephen a smith is right i'm gonna get uh-uh. back to that no 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 not saying that at all but 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 that's something i agree with if, if we're gonna be public let's be 100 percent public right he, uh, uh eric reed should have never did that in the public platform he should have came if he didn't want well i don't know that eric reed's uncomfortable talking about it in public. oh no 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 just no, the no, people but, t- saying yeah, Stephen a smith right shouldn't. right j- just for people that are saying that Stephen a smith should have said it offline and i'm not attacking anybody saying yeah. that. I'm, I'm just saying from my perspective if you're going to say, well, everything should be kept offline, well, it should have been kept offline from the beginning. You're talking right. on this public platform where everybody can see all eyes are there. It's not, it's not like we're doing it private. Right. Well, then yeah. I have the right to. Yeah, and then uh, Marlene also says, when will it end? Mm-hmm. I, I let you talk about me for three years and didn't say shit. So now I'm the bad guy? Like, it could have ended in any point in time in three years if you would have left me the fuck alone like that's my thing you know this like this uh this is it kind of hits home with me because this has happened with the podcast before and i then i think where that's I, why i take a little person yeah where i've tolerated somebody lying on me or talking sideways about me and being like i'm just when they go low we go high and just try to do that and then one day when i do clap back people are like 
wow i can't wow right i mean you know a lot of people get they like to it they love it because it's entertaining but then there's also people like man y'all think you went too far you know you didn't have to do this you know and it's like okay so where were you at when when this shit was escalating where were you not why weren't you intervening and telling them you went too far you can tell that man you disagree and not be like you tap dancing sambo ass cone yeah that's kind of harsh um and let's be frank eric reed is not keeping that same smoke for these white people like like there's a certain twinge to it when it's a black person that he's adding that extra on there and this is something that's common with black people in general but it's extra when it's jay-z it's extra when it's um when it's Stephen a smith it's extra with the black folks that he doesn't agree with when it's when it's roger goodell he ain't calling him out his name like that you know like it's like even in your your rebelliousness there's still a deference to whiteness that you're throwing out there you're not hopping online and hop, talking to pro football talk sideways every day you know like when white people get these opinions you don't agree with what they it's just ignored they get a pass we just assume oh you don't agree you don't have to single them out nah it's, it's a certain like let's be let's recognize all the escalations from both sides now that being said with Stephen a smith i think he's ridiculous to attack eric reed for playing in the nfl i think that's ridiculous that's what he does for a living they filed a workplace grievance he was allowed to go back to work his teammate uh in 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 the grievance was not why the fuck wouldn't he be mad he still agrees that his friend should be fucking playing and we all do so i don't see how that has any fucking bearing on the thing you know if you're saying well you're so principled you should not play until he plays well they're still trying to go back and get a check from the nfl like i said there's nuance and gray area to this shit i don't fuck with no one i don't even discuss this or talk to people who don't deal with gray areas because you're literally wasting my time as i don't do it online i love saving this shit for the podcast where it's me and you or a guest or the chat room because there's people that can understand like oh it's not as black and white as i was presented online right and 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 uh to go back to what marlene was saying baby i do i understand you because uh, from her perspective she's looking like y'all are just making a shit show which i completely I, like like from that perspective i completely understand what is the end i completely understand that point too let me tell you something though yesterday i talked about on the feedback show remember when i told you about um the dude with the list mm-hmm. who, th- who threw the list in the trash mm-hmm. there were some people that came up to me afterwards and were like man why you had to let him do that oh man you could you couldn't have just put him on the list and let him just slide up there you know he threw the list in the trash where was all this when he was acting stupid and and, and that's that's all i'm saying like i don't like this i'm gonna show up late and be like well it's like both of y'all fighting right because he was hitting me and i hit him back now like i just couldn't let him hit me forever you know what i'm saying and so now that we have an altercation and i'm talking every Stephen a smith not right. kaepernick nfl Mm-mm. now that we have an altercation that's when the well calmer heads need to prevail shit no calmer heads need to be prevailing when this nigga was roasting me for three years and i was letting him cook for the most part you know so yeah i i think that was kind of kind of i just felt like that 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 shit with eric reed and stephen a smith is a bigger schism and that's right. what that's really what a lot of the kaepernick shit has turned into it's not about him anymore and it's definitely not about police violence Mm-mm. it's about calling somebody a coon or not calling them a coon and that's it um and like i said i don't really job with stephen a smith like this so this isn't like a defense of like Stephen A. Smith as a man or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's just 
in this situation i don't know that all this shit was called for you yeah. could have just as much disagreed with him and left it at that now people are on some like this respectability politics coon i'm like you niggas know you can't show up to the job interview in the black lives matter t-shirt that we all agree is a great t-shirt and we support the message but you also know if you go to wachovia i know they don't exist no more i'm old come on for a few yeah if you if you go to if you go to uh bank of america with the fucking black lives matter shirt on instead of a suit they probably won't hire you and we can go that's wrong and in a just world they should hire you no matter what you, you come in there in the thong what's that have to do it if you can do the job or not we know there's a game you play before you even get a chance to play the game colin don't want to play that game that's fine i respect it and i understand it and i'm not even fitting to like come down on that man about that Mm-mm. he don't want to do it the even if he says i want to play he wants to play the way he wants to play you know what i mean he wants to get in the league being colin kaepernick uh activist quarterback that's okay and if and if they won't let him do it then it's just too bad you know what i mean like he's willing to sacrifice his career to make this point i i really don't think why people have to i don't get the the part where it then becomes about everything except this kind of pissing contest between two entities and lost in the shovel jay-z did more for colin kaepernick uh getting him that fucking tryout than anyone has done for him in the last three years there's nobody that was getting him a look from the nfl period from the outside no amount of tweets no amount of hashtags no amount of uh of other players advocating for him the real the real t is jay-z's pressure on the nfl from the inside got colin kaepernick the look and and colin kaepernick decided to do what he wanted to do because he didn't uh, appreciate the quality of the look but i mean more than one thing is being true at the same time here and people can't handle that that's true that's true too but and also i do think it's 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 human nature uh for people to you know see the back and forth and because like i said that is the social part of social media just interjecting and and, and saying uh, or applying how they would respond to it and things like that when you just have to kind of let it play out as wild as that may sound and just, and just be like okay from what i know now this is how i feel yeah like i said i'm when when i see him outside the shirt i said okay so he he doesn't want it that bad right and that's fine like he he got money he got like he can do whatever oh you know what else i found out too though so you know that ti podcast the one where he, they was laughing and they took the episode down because he said that shit about his daughter's hymen mm-hmm. colin Kaepernick's girlfriend was one of the co-hosts of that show so she was one of the people laughing and they took oh, it down i didn't know that would have never fucking known because we have agendas around the people that we fucking with right now I didn't know and that. so even with the one star reviews and shit it wasn't like and this is who colin kaepernick niggas dating or any of that shit you no, know i didn't hear that at the time i didn't even know i, I you never I, see anybody bring up the fact he's dating a non-black woman type shit like it's like we protect the people we fuck with the people we don't fuck with we shit on that's just that's twitter in a nutshell for you um like there's no agenda against her right now Mm -mm. so that shit didn't come up but the woke niggas that you know particularly don't like um non-black people commenting on black girls bodies and shit and all that them motherfuckers wasn't nowhere to be found when this shit was popping off last week i didn't even a friend told me that and i was like 
are you sure Cause because that normally would have been the number one thing if people had agendas that would have been the number one thing brought up yeah so i i can't keep up with all these moving ass agendas i just don't the only thing i took from this workout is i feel exactly how i feel before and yeah. i don't think neither one of these motherfuckers really want to w- work together not the nfl not kaepernick yeah. um none of it because truth be told and no no it might sound wild it actually benefits both parties you know to an extent it benefits the owners because the owners like good we don't have to deal with them and it benefits Colin Kaepernick because he could continue to not say nothing and people throw money at him and he could be the, continue to be the face of shit and people continue to pay him yeah well also I mean uh people talked about Jay-Z playing himself for the NFL I think he if anything it's not like he played himself to get Kaepernick a shot which is even funnier now if you i mean look i'm willing to laugh about these things come on uh i can't be serious about this shit too much you have to check out at some point but it's even funnier if you think about it because jay fucking played himself to help the dude without really consulting him and it sounds like if he would have consulted cap the real truth is cap don't want help because he don't necessarily want to be back in the league on their terms so all this i'm gonna get you the shot that they wouldn't give you i'm gonna get you then they go you gonna show them you could play and then they're gonna get you with the job that shit is done and then the funniest part is gonna be like if he does get a job after all this bullshit people still gonna find a way that it's jay-z's fault like like agendas are that strong agendas and they don't like that nigga. that shit's strong as fuck man um but yeah good luck to uh to cap um beautiful gowns beautiful gowns. yeah jay-z held his uh charity gala last night uh beyonce was looking great come on uh, no nobody talked about it because you know he's he's currently a coon so we can't talk about you know the kids he's sending to school and shit because they don't have they don't fit the narrative of him you know being a sellout yeah, and i follow beyonce on instagram and honey she was everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we stay in the capitalist okay come on uh <laughs> show do but yeah man i i think if eric reed really is down with cap he would let kaepernick wear his jersey to sneak into the panthers facility and then kaepernick could tie up kyle uh-huh. he could tie up kyle allen the quarterback and then go out and play in kyle allen's jersey as quarterback and then at the end of the game he reveals it's been kaepernick the whole time and y'all didn't even notice because he's an nfl quality quarterback okay he could play that game huh that's the saddest part of all this shit he clearly belongs on the fucking field everything about everything everything else about it is a distraction even if you disagree with his quote-unquote politics it doesn't change that he fucking belongs on the field of, in an nfl uniform he's better than the fucking he's better than so many people it's it's so it's so sad what this shit is turned into like we can tolerate fucking people beating kids and women and rapists and murderers and and duis and drug addicts and people that do performance enhancing drugs and oh we can do everything except this one time when the nigga is just like what about all these black people getting killed that's the one <laughs> fuck man that's how america works we don't give a fuck what you talk about but don't be talking about letting nobody set nobody free yeah. what god you damn. got to go like i i, I always giving them rights Mm-mm. i always go back to what i told justin in year one of this shit where i was like the only problem kaepernick really gonna have is that the nfl can't do shit about it if they wanted to they can't stop the police violence they couldn't even stop domestic violence within the league 
come on they uh roger and this all comes back to roger goodell that nigga over promised the fuck out of that position yes he did when he, when he got that job he said he was gonna be the new sheriff he was gonna clean up all the player behavior shit and so that made it look like he was the fucking principal of the school you can't be principal of a bunch of grown-ass rich niggas you come can't on. be and people are human so they're gonna make mistakes some of them are gonna be criminals some of them not do y'all know that the nfl as an organization and their players in general have a much lower crime rate than the fucking like general public does everybody know this Mm -mm. they're below every in duis domestic violence sexual all the shit that you would think like when we think of the nfl and we think of these motherfuckers got a problem they're all below you and your co-worker at your job all of them every category it's just their shit becomes stories and i think low-key high key whatever was lost in the shuffle here is the prevalent racism of america Come on. that is jealous of these black men who make quote unquote too much money to play a game and uh, and this shit started decade uh over a decade ago when goodell got that job because it was i want a white man to come in and clean up black behavior you got uh ray lewis and then you got this in this so all of a sudden it became like if we scare and penalize these black men unlike we do in other sports because at the time they weren't doing that in other sports if we penalize them they'll they'll stop they'll stop being criminals they'll stop they won't get duis anymore because now they're losing game checks nothing's changed because people that do stuff like get duis normally have actual problems that lead to them over medicating with alcohol people right. that have domestic violence issues typically have come from a long history of domestic violence and have seen it themselves and that cycle needs to be broken not because you didn't get to play a game but by some actual intervention you know um and not when when the fucking criminal justice system and the police can't do anything in real life to stop joe your co-worker from killing his wife right the odds of them stopping these rich athletes these rich famous men are is even lower than that so when you do have one that is a quote-unquote bad egg you're probably not going to be able to uh scare them with football out of doing it we know people that go shoot up places and then kill themselves well how do you stop that this what can we give them the death penalty like like the fear of incarceration and punishment is already much lower for rich people because they're more likely not going to do it right and the fear of losing a fucking game check is not going to necessarily make someone who who loses control when in a rage be be a better person quote-unquote well i normally would hit my wife and give a damn to the consequences but i don't want to miss that st louis game that's not the process going through these people's head they need actual therapy help and intervention and pre-intervention right but we don't want to talk about that it's not as convenient as saying don't let him play for four games i don't want to see him anymore that'll solve it and roger goodell's the guy who sold that to everyone mm-hmm. it was not always like that in in major sports david stern before him a bit with the drugs in the nba the, that, that he tried to clean up but this is different man so i i think uh i think people need to stop worrying about the punishment and start worrying about how do you prevent this shit you know josh gordon being kicked off of 17 teams because he can't stay off of drugs that's not a if he loses a game check he'll fucking stop doing drugs he has a drug addiction problem like but that's not as convenient we can't talk about that on sunday morning football recap shows come on so because all of a sudden we have to have compassion yeah so a lot of this shit was just mad 
this is a big ass mess it's a big yeah, ass mess is. i don't really feel sorry for anybody involved except uh a bit for kaepernick because i just feel like even if you disagree with his to me very basic humane point of view you still he still should be on a team because there are people that did that, that the people that call people nigger and are on a fucking nfl team come on man what what the fuck is the there can be no argument against this man even if you think he shouldn't have wore that shirt there is no argument that i will hear against this man being on the team he should just be on the team just be on the team and boo him like what what's up with that and i feel like that disrespected the truth okay well he's here you can boo him now like <laughs> the fuck i'm not trying to make everyone agree with me i understand this is america you don't have to like the dude i don't like several people but if they fucking doing their job good what the fuck am i supposed to say right Ugh. all right speaking of which let's keep the disgust going because this happened too. <laughs> what's this the disgust hour because uh, this we talked about this last week and uh, these niggas asked for him to come back and now that he's back now they just using it to tear him down and taking him out of context barack obama <sighs> what happened so um he spoke at the um what was this second obama foundation summit at the marriott marquee hotel in chicago november 19th um and he was talking about um a bunch of shit by the way but he was talking about um uh some of the some of the like liberal elite people in the in the in the democratic party that essentially say listen um america is the most progressive values that we hold and that's what everybody wants and if we run on that we'll win everywhere that's how every that's all everybody wants everywhere um and so he says we have a field of very accomplished very serious and passionate and smart people who have a history of public service and whoever emerges from the primary process i will work my tail off to make sure they are the next president he told a room of a few hundred of the party's biggest donors and top strategists gathered for a conference of the Demo- democracy alliance group the room was populated by warren leaning versions of the kind of people obama knew that have recently been wearing out their loafers searching for a savior candidate constantly fretting about electability and seeding the national conversation that has borne the recent uh late entries of michael bloomberg and De- uh, deval patrick into the race so maybe it was uh appropriate that it was here after nearly three years of detachment from worker day politics that obama signaled for the first time a willingness to try to modulate his party's debate in this case to a less frantic detenor to those who get stressed about robust primaries he added fully embodying this new slightly exasperated adult in the room role i just have to remind you i had a very robust primary mm-hmm. right he started from the bottom uh yet obama's remarks are not only aimed at donors and chatterers he had a sterner than usual warning for the campaigns too while over the last year plus he has been sparring and sparring in waiting weighing in on uh individual oh sparing i'm sorry sparing and weighing in on individual primary flashpoints here he cast himself as understanding but concerned emissary who he perceives uh as political reality uh i mean what he perceives as political reality this is still a country that is less revolutionary than it is interested in improvement come on the average american doesn't think we have to completely tear down the system and remake it and obama's tearing americas are conservative not in ideology but in temperament um 
voters including democrats are not driven by the same views that are reflected on certain left-leaning twitter feeds or the activist wing of our party and that's the part that people shared on twitter right just that sentence and what you don't know what the fuck see he's he hates twitter he hates people online he doesn't want us to have left he's a centrist he's a might as well be a conservative let me finish the sentence for some of y'all that haven't heard it yet and that's not a criticism of the activist wing their job is to poke and prod and text and inspire and motivate but the candidate's job whoever that ends up being is to get elected so that's the context of look these people have a role as do the fucking people running for office have a role the people that are pushing you to the left they're pushing you to the left for a reason but there's also this idea of having to win in a in a country that has about 40 something percent that are completely willing to vote for a conservative republican for a racist even i keep telling people when we go back to that fucking donald trump shit hillary clinton won i think by three million votes the popular election popular vote and everybody goes well she should just be president popular vote give her an electoral college absolutely agree with you cool no problem that's not the reality but sure i agree with you here's the thing are we ignoring that only three million less people in the country support donald trump three million less people have the same fucking views that voted had the same fucking views as donald trump they were able to vote or were comfortable with his views do you understand how many fucking people that is like this idea that you know uh like it, it to me it's like saying like what donald trump is doing we just need that for a liberal people and i'm like that 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 might work for four years or whatever you know if they come in and just kind of run roughshod and then it'll immediately be overturned by all the people that didn't get energized because it doesn't matter if you govern better for them barack obama literally had unemployment numbers down deficit that all this shit down for these motherfuckers they didn't care he was black and he was getting too much of his way and and like he actually experienced that some of these candidates that don't say the perfect thing for twitter all the time are experiencing the other side of this yes sir we want to treat them like they're just getting they're like they should only listen to us and that's the only people in the room it's just not true Mm-mm. you can't win without more than just the most liberal people you either have to convince them to be the most liberal people which can happen or you have to kind of at least temper some of your shit to like okay what are you not scared of what are you willing to at least let me try out to push you towards the thing that we need that's all obamacare ended up being it's not the end all it's not the be all it's not the uh final results uh he even goes on to say um uh he explains that he's been thinking about how the candidates have been talking about him on the trail i think it is important for candidates to push past where i was able to achieve as a president i wouldn't run the same campaign today in this environment as i ran in 2008 in part because we made enough progress since 2008 of which i am very proud that it moved what's possible so i don't want people to just revert to what's safe i want them to push out and try more all right so we got the affordable care act it was a really good starter home as i say i don't want people just standing pat because we still have millions of people who are uninsured 
i don't take it as a criticism when people say hey that's great obama did what he did and now we want to do more i hope so that's the whole point i think it is very important to all the candidates who are running at every level to pay some attention to where voters actually are and how they think about their lives and i don't think we should be deluded into thinking that the resistance to certain approaches to things is simply because voters haven't heard a bold enough proposal and as soon as they hear a bold proposal that's going to activate them because you know what it turns out people are cautious because they don't have a margin for error right like so when you are like part of the reason that people feel a little less uh adventurous is because they don't always have room to be this a large part of why black people vote pragmatically democrat is because we have the least amount of fucking room you know that's why you get 90 some percent of black women forming behind whoever the number one democrat is at the end of the day because it's like i don't actually have room to do shit like fuck it vote for bernie uh, i'm gonna write in fucking jill stein just let the world burn trump will be okay we don't actually have a room to play with you can't play them games dog people die and so it's like people want to and this is one of the reasons i can't really fuck with a lot of the internet activism shit they want to be catered to the most they want to control all the narrative and they want their way or the highway but then they want no responsibility when you're like yo so the last election that went pretty bad it has shit to do with me candidate's fault everybody but me but you just said that if we don't do everything your way you're not gonna vote yep but if we lose that's still on y'all what that's how they do like how where's the where's the fucking responsibility where's the accountability hey i know i said it it didn't matter if she won or lost trump's the same as her and uh two sides of the same coin and i'm voting jill stein uh, that, that's really all y'all fault <laughs> if you think about it it's nothing to do with me i know i use my platform to tell everybody you know not to vote but it's really it's really you guys that fucked that one up like you can't fuck with them because they have no responsibility no accountability you come back to them and they're just it, it, and then to see you see when i fucking read this shit in context did you have a problem with what he said no no what he said is 100 percent correct because most voters even most black people go the system is fucked up and most black people even if you want to abolish slavery and i mean not abolish slavery but well, it is slavery but abolish you know prisons and all that shit even if you want to do that you go okay as of right now we can't just tear the whole system down and say fuck it like i just want small adjustments i just want to be able to walk out my house and not be stopped and frisked i just want to be able to walk out my house and the police officer not shoot me i want the bare minimum you know i'm not that radical i'm like just fuck the whole system yes i want the system to change do i want the system to be you know revamped and evolved yes but being realistic that's most people like and and you know what's funny i saw this one activist being like i noticed when i be talking shit about obama i don't get as much pushback now nigga you've been doing it for eight years we just understand you're never going to put the man in context right? and we're done fucking talking to you about it you got it you won that- go like the only people that fuck with you now will be only the people that agree with you and retweet you and if that's how you want it fine if that feels like progress to you good for you but there's a vast majority of fucking people that are like i went not vast majority the ones of us who go and read instead of just taking somebody's word for it or taking like half a clip that you refuse to show the rest of it to over and over and over again we just were here last week the ones of us who go and read are like oh oh you're doing this on purpose and i can't talk to you 
the same way that that's like bill o'reilly being like i noticed less pushback when i say donald trump is the man yeah we're done with you bro you 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 made your point like nothing's ever gonna change for you you're gonna be saying this shit in 20 years we cool and you know what you know what i hear when they say that i'm not going viral no more you know what i hear when they mm. say that people aren't interacting with me i'm not getting the same outrage you know that's what i hear when they right. say that so basically they're saying like oh i need to change my tactic i guarantee you a lot of these people will have another tactic eventually or they're gonna keep pounding like it's like throwing shit at the wall some eventually will stick to cause people to come my way so i can get this social part of social media because that's what i hear when people say shit like that nobody argue with me no bitch don't nobody want to argue with you all goddamn day yeah this racism shit has it's it's weird because it really activated black people politically in some ways that i i think they need to be examined some of the long-term effects of having a black president it wasn't all good and i don't mean that in the his policies i mean that in the words we put in his mouth versus what he says and then the ways that we get disappointed in him for not being the activist in chief as opposed to delivering the promises that he said he had like there's still black people that i see all the time that bring up shit that literally he never said he would do Mm -mm, he never promised and also bring up shit that we did things to help and they don't acknowledge them because it's not like there's a block in their mind of when i think black i'm thinking fred hampton ran for president and it's like nah you know he did commute the second most sentences ever and then it's like well that ain't for black people well black people that got out of prison tell their families that come on tell we, their loved ones that we the same people mad about over incarceration but we don't count that you know we don't count when black employment numbers went up even if they didn't go up enough or the same as white people we still don't count that but they went up my nigga we like we just we 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 got a way about us uh and i think it's i don't know if it's contrarianism or just that we're so i don't know so hurt and disillusioned and fairly so because of this country that even when we see something that's obviously not what we're saying it is we'll still go out there on a limb and then also real talk uh and this isn't to be offensive but some people are gonna be mad a lot of these niggas weren't really politically into shit until they obama politically astute yeah they, they didn't yeah. know how the system run, like the emergence can tell yeah a lot the emergence of like the tea party and shit activated a lot of people the emergence of black lives matter activated a lot of people and you can tell they just don't have a lot of historical context or it's all theory to them or they're coming down out of the mountains of whiteness to dictate to niggas what we need to be thinking um and you can tell by their commentary on us and how you know even the way that a lot of people felt they needed to be a quote-unquote leader in a leader position and tell us how to vote and how to think like even that shit is ridiculous you know what i mean like i get to tell y'all i'm now the activist that tells black people how to vote like nigga where the fuck you been who are you like you just got here are you some of y'all used to like be white you know what i mean like some people used to like not be bothered with this shit like everybody can see everyone has a digital history on the internet now like just be honest and be authentic and be real and stop coming in trying to fucking dictate to everybody you know and shit like this man i feel sorry because i watch the people because you know that that bias shit i watch the people that retweet the folks that are taking this shit out of context because they and and it saddens me because i'm like oh you're not a person i can really respect Mm -mm. like you don't read and you don't care for the truth and you're not a gen you're not coming from a genuine place that's sad 
you know all right uh yeah, that's real sad. And, and and it's somewhat aggravating and it's somewhat uh frustrating and then a lot of them wonder back to my other point why they're dismissed and why people don't take them seriously and why people don't interact with them because you're actually come you're actually not starting from a place where we're both and it's not that everybody has to be educated about everything i'm not saying that but you need to at least be able to if you don't know listen to somebody that actually knows their shit and people just go well fuck it this is i've heard this here's the thing a lot of them don't have true genuine respect for other black people agreed they like and and i'm talking about people that run around Mm -hmm. with the label of black lives matter on their chest and all that shit a lot of them still see themselves as better than the other black people and that's a big fucking problem it's the reason that people can go online and talk shit about joe biden but them fucking poll numbers keep coming back and black people voting for him online if online was real joe biden would be last in the fucking polls below everybody right but it it, but 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 the fact that we don't respect that the people that vote for him is why he people like him win it's because you didn't even feel the need to change those people's minds you just mocked and admonished those people being black people your fellow people that you claim to respect that aren't stupid that vote pragmatically for some fucking reason you don't respect them enough to go get their opinion right you don't Don't respect their opinion ask why and 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 not 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 to uh uh uh, to go on a tangent but this is one thing that really irritates me about our voting process here in america and i understand this is white supremacy nobody ever asks niggas why they vote you know what we did we get a bunch of white people in the middle of 10 buck fucking two goddamn nowhere putting a fucking camera in their face and asking them about bullshit don't nobody goddamn care about why don't you ask the niggas in the inner city what do you think how do you feel let's hear what you got to say about this shit how is it impacting you and you know is, is is your economy better you know what every time i turn around i see these white fucking farmers you know it's black farmers too i don't ever see y'all talk to these goddamn black farmers that are struggling and losing their farms and and, and, and companies taking their shit. I don't never hear you see that. You know, I, I I I see the single white mother come on with tears in her eyes talking about how she lost her health care. Why don't you do black women like that? Why don't you talk to a black single mama who lost her health care and can't afford shit? You know, you see the white people losing their shit. And, and that, that's one thing that really, really frustrates me. We don't never see nobody brown. And I think that's one thing that frustrates me about this 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 system and shit like that. And, and I do care and I do have a heart and I do understand why white people are mad about shit. I do but one thing that fucking irritates me i don't give a fuck about these people that's not gonna fucking matter when election time comes they're not gonna matter you're putting the same people in our faces over and over i'm undivided i'm undecided bitch i don't care about your undecided white ass in the middle of nowhere let me talk to people that that that, because you know what what black people normally are undecided we fucking know who we're gonna goddamn vote for it's not three days before the election and we hemming and hawing about i don't know who the fuck i'm gonna vote for it's life and death we will die our family members will die our loved ones would die they will get fucking deported what the fuck are we talking about here i'm sorry that just frustrates me no you don't have to apologize um and the other thing too is for people to be shitting on obama guess what obama did that all these activists claim they want these uh, these new candidates to do he ran a young people's door-to-door campaign he had the best groundwork people still trying to do the groundwork that he did it uh, can't even replicate it all these candidates still struggling to do what he did he got actual people on the ground fucking involved he got young people involved he got black people involved he was the man with the least name recognition in his election 
so you can't fucking dismiss that because it's not convenient to you anymore because you're disillusioned now like get the fuck out of here you're gonna set yourself up again looking for another magical candidate that makes you tingle as opposed to who the fuck can beat trump who the fuck can win that's it yeah yeah and then the other thing too is a lot of these uh, and this is with everyone with a platform online this is not just uh activists or not but when you are an activist your world does become disillusioned because if you're online with most of the shit you do if you're that kind of person you're not out here in other people's opposition's face all the time you're gonna end up surrounded by people that fucking uplift and support and retweet and all that shit you all of us have it i'm not even an activist most of the people that fuck with me online completely fucking agree with you because people are like it's like netflix they're picking the shows they want to watch when they hit the follow button they want to watch your show they want to agree with your shit they want to support what you do so then you start it goes to your head eventually where you're like everything i fucking say is magical everything i say is the truth everyone always agrees with me i'm always right there is no other point of view right it's easy and if you don't like something you block it you just you you disengage from it you like you you get that kind of shit right meanwhile in real fucking life the way that it seems to have been working for fucking years is the investment you put in candidates is the fucking shit you get out you can't really you can't get leverage with nothing nothing at stake and it's easier online to put nothing at stake and ask for all the leverage it's just you know it's just it's just the way that the the system is set up and i think we're learning a lot in a very short period of time about the reaches of online the fact that black face bots have been um organized around the election Mm -hmm. around nfl discussions around kaepernick it should be bothering people right the fact that many of y'all quote unquote were fucking influenced by these fucking fake arguments from robots the fact that they found fake activist accounts in the aftermath of 2016 and said uh black lives matter for this and that was not was fucking made out of russia it was ran by a white guy in ohio like the fact that people haven't stopped and went "Mm, i should stop rushing in head headlong when i see something that keeps retweeting things i agree with and just going well that's on the up and up like maybe consider it not everything is going to go your way some shit is going to be inconvenient you know like i respect and honestly uh trust i trust and respect candidates and policies and people who i don't always agree with because that's real 100 percent agreement ain't real you know some of the biggest like quote unquote betrayals of my adult life have come from people that approach me with i agree with everything you the fucking greatest oh i'll suck your dick today and then it, it, by the end you're like this motherfucker hates me right because it's not real that everyone agrees on everything Mm-mm. like you don't gotta troll you they don't have to like disrespect you or disagree on everything either they don't need a contrarian friend fuck you too but nigga like it's okay to be like these are a list of fucking pertinent issues in the world where you're trying to govern how 400 million people wherever the fuck is in america when there's a there's probably gonna be some shit on your list of every issue affecting every american that i go well i wish you would be a little bit more to the left on that i think you should be a little more conservative on that one i wish because i as an individual have my own life experience and i want different things and i don't expect the rest of the world to fucking get it Mm-mm. not everyone's gonna agree with me i can't not, not even your own fucking family agrees on everything and so at the end of the day the reality is the people outside of the fucking matrix of twitter and shit have to govern for everybody 
and there has to be some deference paid to everybody whether you like it or not because when you don't you end up with the shit we got now well you this is what it look like when somebody goes fuck half the country or whatever come on isn't it it never looks it's never gonna look that way the other way you know even the shit that people think well this is what i want from a left-leaning government um white people gonna get that too as long as there's racial uh privilege in america white people will come out better under liberal candidates too like it's it's, we're gonna get fucked one way or the other you know i'm just trying not to get fucked as hard right it's like oh this you know the you know you might have i'm I'm just throwing a number out there instead of quote unquote 30 percent of brown people without insurance now we have five percent or ten percent which means we still have a percentage of people without it but at least the fucking number ain't as high that, that, that's all right. it is for us we, we just need want hun- the numbers to go down listen karen doesn't matter how it's paid for we need 100 percent free health care today tomorrow to whatever right that's it, it does, you no, let fuck you it. let them tell the story yes it's, i just see a bunch of people setting themselves up to be exactly what happened under obama where they say disappointed again they because i think it's actually kind of worse what candidates are doing now where they're promising shit and it's like not a thousand percent sure that math adds up but i do like the idea of the things you're proposing and then when they get in office and it's a little tougher than they said will we get 2010 because what people forget about obama is 2010 when people went wasn't as easy as we thought it would be and ah, you got it right and they just like i ain't voting no more i ain't voting for midterm elections i'm not voting your governors and your senators back in office i'm not voting your congressmen fuck it and the electorate holds no responsibility in that the individual voter holds no responsibility in that people that voted in 2008 not 2010 hey that's everybody else's fault not mine right like i don't know can't fuck with these niggas anyway um what else happened um you know in fact let's keep it going so that might be a long show <laughs> let's do it bots in blackface the rise of fake black people on social media promoting political agendas if you follow donald trump's twitter feed you may have noticed several prominent accounts that appear to be profiles belonging to black people high up on his twitter feed of responses some of these accounts have thousands and thousands of followers others even have a blue check mark next to their account names yet exactly who is behind these accounts is ambiguous the rise of bots in the guise of black people on social media remains a worrisome issue heading into the 2020 elections mm-hmm. and so like like i said i <coughs> i gotta say this I personally think the way we do our system here, and I never realized it till now, it's too fucking long. It's too goddamn long. It's too long. Two years to three years is too fucking long. Get this. I don't mind you doing this shit, but let's shorten this period of time. Because before you could do this, but with social media, let's cut this shit down. Let's, let's wrap it up. We shouldn't be doing this for five years and then we go okay now let's vote after we have worn the populace out and they've been fighting and falling out with each other uh but that's just my opinion and 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 shit like that frustrates me yeah i would obama on this i actually don't care about this part like it whatever the primary period is if y'all want to run for two years cool 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 i i want the best person to win uh if it takes two years to find the best person i'm down with that i don't want to have to rush into nothing i yeah i'm matter of fact i'm definitely don't want to rush into picking the next person to be president of the united states i would very, definitely like to see them vetted um what it is is that these arguments online aren't sustainable okay and i think that's and, that's what wears me out well, i'm like yeah. fuck it like like this is too much yeah it's not sustainable no. I, if y'all have noticed i haven't really talked about it on the show or online 
about individual candidates as much versus any of them because even when i criticize one i always come back to the same thing at the end of every single time i would vote for them if they win agreed there's like two or three of them that i wouldn't vote for and you know what i do i don't talk about them on this show because fuck them but the ones but pretty much even the ones that i'm like god damn this nigga is wow i still come to the end where i'm like i mean it's him versus trump uh you got it if it's him versus pence if it's him versus any republican you got it brother good work good luck you know what i mean amy klobuchar i heard you real mean to people behind closed doors that's terrible but uh absolutely vote for you donald trump's mean to people in front and behind closed doors right all around you know like i don't don't know what to tell you man if y'all can't get it then uh cool but what happens is that we're rewarded for arguing online all right the dopamine fix we get from let me make a 12 point thread about cop Mala harris and, and don't nobody give a fuck uh, and most people not gonna read i'm but but even if they do read it or retweet it though i'm just saying the point is you get dopamine hit agreed like because a lot of people do retweet those things because what they no no not retweet most people don't read like they're not oh yeah yeah absolutely but still most of them it's the interaction the interaction is the retweet Agre- uh, uh, okay yes yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes 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 i'm with you on that whether you yes. fucking read it or not i'm my high comes from that number going up uh, okay i'm with you on that one yeah. i'm with you on that one. i was like y'all doing this and i'm like i don't know you i'm looking like half of you not gonna I, read this. i finally saw maybe two three weeks ago i didn't share it but i finally saw somebody that actually went and broke down where a lot of the kamala harris um cop mala shit had come from a white woman that's a bernie supporter who started all that shit and she she like worked for um the i forget what what paper it was that did the first like hit piece on her she worked for that and it's like yeah so a lot of black people been parodying that talk from that white woman you know and made a whole life out of it made a whole podcast whole twitter feeds everything is about this woman being a cop and you know who else is on there much fake black face ass niggas too bunch of bots like the shit online is just not a real similar to what's happening in real life necessarily uh take for instance twitter account ryan hill mi aka ryan hill this account has a blue check mark which supposedly means it was vetted by twitter and confirmed to be an actual person yet a google or being search for ryan hill michigan only yields a research of a white male lawyer in michigan and nothing about a young black man in the michigan area which is what his avatar depicts i reached out to ryan hill account on twitter i asked him about it and i asked him it about doing an interview and provided some background information the conversation turned bizarre as you can see from the below screenshot these remarks to my inquiries um uh yeah something something good luck with that nah journalism at least in my experience is typically predict predicated on legitimate sourcing and actual facts not specious and that is a generous characterization rumor and fantasy other than a film i unequivocally denial of your garbage premise i have no further comment lady please get a life and stop spreading unfounded nonsense about me one i am real two i am black 55 percent ssa per my 23 and me uh, i guess south african or something um three i'm not interested in granting you an interview four i get quite a few death threats and i'm not interested in making it easier making it easier for people to ask me uh, to attack me slash fam i also contacted twitter and asked the company about assigning a blue check mark an account to a journalist uh could not to an account and the journalist could not find much information about i was told i would receive an answer and i'm still waiting needless to say the account raises some suspicion about authenticity if it is indeed some sock puppet account posing as a black person to influence politics it wouldn't be the first time some vested interest engaged in bot blackface 
perceptive social media users have even unearthed fake black accounts using google's reverse image search feature one such twitter account at mike four seven four one four seven eight one was proven the, the number didn't give it away right it was proven to be Did a it stock have an egg too huh did it have an egg too no it's a black person's face that's why they all these accounts have black people's faces oh yeah my my joke is like with all them numbers did you click on and it was an egg too (laughs) yeah right uh but yeah it turned out to be a stock image as the account's avatar a stock image they're not even they're just googling black person (laughs) and just saying copy all right that's the one i'll take paste 76 best husband material images in 2019 Oh, I guess that they they need smart enough to go to page two. They picking them on the first page. 129 best cool beer images 2019. Black men, black men, black boys. 792 best gorgeous men images in 2019. Fine men, gorgeous black. I love how they wanted to make sure it was an attractive black man. <laughs> They're like, that's how we're gonna get the black women vote, y'all. We're gonna get thirst gotta make traps. them sexy. Thirst trapped them in the maga real quick. Gotta make, gotta get them Instagram model ready. Shereen Mitchell is the founder of Digital Sisters and Stop Online Violence Against Women, as as she's done in depth research about the use of imposter black accounts pushing political agendas across social media. Mitchell says the activity behind these fake accounts boils down to getting people not to vote for Democrats. She points out that the social media is the ultimate affordable platform for white supremacists. This is the same place that y'all want Barack Obama to fucking praise and worship. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all be on Twitter talking about how it's garbage. And then when he's like, yeah, it's a little bit fucked up, man. Not everybody on there is who they say they are. And not everything is a real reflection of real life. Some of these like people that are pushing some of this shit are not on the up and up. Wow. He just hates activism and black people and shit. You know, what a coon. I tell you. <laughs> Probably don't want Kaepernick to get a job if you ask me. <laughs> As one of the authors of Stop Online Violence Against Women's report on targeted black voter suppression on social media, Mitchell and her team reported on the Russian Internet Research Agency's purposeful political ad targeting to black Americans. The 3,500 ads on Facebook by the Russian Internet Research Agency were centered largely on black American culture over all other identity and race-based narratives. While the race-based focus on the Russian purchase ads has been acknowledged in some reporting in previous studies, it has not been pointed out in the media that the theme of black identity and culture were the focus of the majority of the ads with the intent to engage in voter suppression of black voters. And I'm going to go up to the line and stop, but there are niggas who came at me your boy for being like this is fake don't listen to people that tell you as a black person not to vote and it's okay to put your feelings about it first don't listen to them they are sabotaging us those motherfuckers some of them came from my neck nigga you were led around by russian bots don't talk to me about shit in no election not 2019 not beyond i don't give a fuck who you vote for from now on how the fuck you get fooled by some russians and i'm the one that's wrong i shouldn't be talking about it on my platform are you crazy which one of us was stupid enough to get fell by some fucking robots what that's crazy to me like now you have the fucking research done by a black woman to tell you what i fucking told you when i was looking at fucking dos comrades telling us not to vote I was like that shit is ridiculous wow so you making you shaming black people into voting no i'm saying these people aren't real black people right because no black person would talk like that and your dumb ass is falling for it hook line and sinker god damn motherfuckers man sorry i'm still mad about that shit 
and to see these people crawling back in in 2019 just in time to get involved in 2020 after being quiet for years man absolutely fuck you from the bottom of my soul that is ridiculous no apologies no i was complicit in this oh you know what now it's just all oh, guys this time around is gonna be different how lucy with the football how it's gonna be different you fell for the shit not the rest of the black people that got their ass out and voted anybody you convinced to stay home you are responsible for that shit the same way i feel about white people that said it's okay to stay out is don't get you don't get a pass for being black and doing that it's still stupid it's just you did it you listened to the white people that told you it was okay to say that shit if you can vote you should vote if you can if you black yes people did die for you to vote and there's nothing to be ashamed about i don't feel ashamed about that Mm -mm. if you feel some shame about it examine yourself why you so ashamed that somebody died for your right to vote i feel empowered by that i love it love the smell of a good library on a tuesday fuck that shit can't wait to hop up in some local school and and pull the lever first thing in the morning be mad when i'm late fuck out of here we'll be on time next time i'm sorry we try to aim for number one and number two ridiculous people um all right yeah the report found that russian actors specifically manipulated topics such as hillary clinton's super predator comment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that shit did not make no sense your favorite activist still on twitter talking that shit an issue related to race and police and immigration and guns you can read the entire report here much of the controversy over fake black social media accounts also surrounds them ados movement american descendants of slavery ados activists claim the people that told y'all not to see hillary and your other favorite activists fell for that shit too hook line and sinker niggas is being led by russian bots and i can't talk about it i'm talking about it <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these people stop telling me what to do you getting told what to do by our fucking the, the, the soviet union and shit uh ados activists claim that african-american voters should vote for politicians that support policies beneficial and exclusive to african-american communities such as reparations meanwhile that's your 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 hotel kings and shit over there your leaders being led by russian bots right i'm sure they have all of our best interests in mind over in russia they're just trying to help us out buzzfeed reported that social media ados ados activist accounts are often accused of being bots and russian trolls um some twitter users still doubt the authenticity of some of the accounts tweeting about the movement one user account questioned if she had to mute the ados and posted a screenshot of an account created in 2009 this might be important the user said i saw a warning the other day that the new bot movement is old accounts that have been dormant this account was created in 09 but just started tweeting literally 15 minutes ago what Mm -hmm. russia been on it uh certainly there are concerted efforts to splinter the powerful black voting block and to keep black people from voting it's important that black people stay vigilant over whose information to trust on social media one professor offered a few tips on npr uh beware of accounts that regularly use stereotypical quote unquote black language these accounts typically use language they think black people use Two, check the number of tweets and followers on their account check how long ago an account was created and check the type of tweets or posts the account has on its timeline let me tell you something these niggas not gonna do that because if you agree with the three sit the three words out of the first sentence of the fucking tweet you're retweeting and you're not looking back yeah most people don't i've seen bot star entire fucking conflicts and they get involved now on anything involving race kaepernick 
harriet movie um and it's funny because when you see people that get a pass that slide through it's always like to me as a black person i always notice yesterday i seen a video of daya kaluuya and the dude that plays franklin on um snowfall oh, mm-hmm. dapping each other up and i said where's ados that that was adorable it was beautiful it was beautiful but where was ados ain't they supposed to be mad look at them taking them black roads man you don't give a fuck about that shit dog because it's not real idiots man oh these niggas yeah somebody said ados that don't sound like sound like nothing cool to black people make up anyway y'all know i will also be a lot cooler than that ados right you actually pronouncing every letter y'all know we don't pronounce every letters we always take shortcuts right we at least be calling it ados or some shit come on ados ados um all right we gotta go to the next session give me a second all right we're in the next session um sorry guys this is kind of an angry episode but all this shit kind of pissed me off the kaepernick shit is just annoying because it was a chance where it could have been something and it ended up basically being nothing um and that just sucks for everybody involved because now everybody gotta be a coon the obama shit is just Uh that's annoying because we literally did this last week Mm -hmm. like and i see that this is gonna be a thing for all these every time they say something wokes tm to do this shit every time it comes up it's gonna and then it spreads throughout the black community and you gotta have the online digital niggas uh on a podcast taking it out of context and it's gonna it's all that shit all over again and if you fucking bring up the context of it then all of a sudden you some type of coon you you know you hate black you the problem you just love obama you know it's everything except (laughs) you can read a fucking sentence oh i can read a whole article oh well you must just love obama no i just love reading the whole article you know like how you supposed to do you know listen to the whole clip (laughs) they really be looking like they got caught cheating like on like on love and hip-hop when it's like Ah! like when it's like so the first part of that quote that you put out um that says you know america is not as liberal as the most left-leaning twitter account not that that was wrong but you know he did say more after that wow you just gonna read the whole the whole quote wow right in front of my salad yes right in front wow of my salad. wow ma for real you gonna just play me like that you don't believe me when i just give you say obama only said five words and those are the only ones important wow wow i didn't think you would actually look through my phone like nigga you quit you're tweeting out the same article that i could just go to the source and see it god i hate you anyway um definitely not doing fucking with black people today oh no everybody got a hundred yeah uh um uh, i do do white people news i don't know because i'm trying to think if i have uh i might not yeah. have got any white people news songs okay and that might be a problem because i think i fell behind on collecting them and then uh the only ones left would be the uh you know the old school white people news ones and i don't want to go back mm-mm, mm-mm. um child a ghetto yeah uh, well maybe this one mm. all right yeah okay we try we try this one um all right let's do some white people news everybody um and hopefully uh it's good and you know what else sucks about context i'm glad somebody brought this up in the chat but you don't get to go off you know what i mean you yeah, don't really the get they, the, don't, they don't get that high you don't really get to go off because most of the time in context what people have to say is not inflammatory no it's not. one way or the other you know most i was talking people in the middle 
i was talking to somebody today uh, uh about just like i said you know when we became friends it was like when we disagreed and i said it was a public disagreement but neither one of us like flexed on the other called each other out of name neither one of us played victim we disagree and we moved on like friends we made jokes about the shit not too long afterwards and even when we revisited the conversation like we like it grew closer and closer to because at the end of the day neither one of us is fucking insane and became a new person in the middle of the argument that suddenly just hated the other person that's not how real life is supposed to work Mm -mm. it's easier to do that on the internet because we don't really know each other you can just kind of fucking do that like you think you're talking to somebody that's cool with you and the next thing you know it's like i never liked your ass anyway it's like whoa whoa, whoa, what the fuck just happened well that's kind of the difference and i think we've lost that and i there's a way to engage and disagree with somebody and don't have to turn them into a caricature of themselves right you can disagree with uh barack obama and not turn him into you know he's really just a conservative in blackface and shit like you don't have to be that bombastic asshole you know you can also be like i think wish he would have pushed further on this and you know what he says i should have pushed further on this or i hope the next person pushes further than i did what are we even mad about now he's saying what you're doing is good and he likes it and there's a place for it mm-hmm. why are you why you got to make me mad at him because you mad fuck out of here all right let's get to the white people news so i can calm down uh i don't think i know the white version of this song first of all this nigga is playing <laughs> four instruments every instrument he got four cameras on the instruments at the diff- at the same time i'm guessing he had to play one through play the other one through play and then it made this composition yeah, by he, itself yeah he can he playing the drums the piano the bass the and the bass guitar and the guitar god damn when he playing the guitar you see the bass in the background okay all right sorry nights out in a barroom Liquor was the only love I've known But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom and brought me back from being far too Bottles always dry. When you poured out your love. 
love I didn't waste it Cause there's nothing Nothing like your love To get me high Okay was a good one i don't even know what the original song sound like i don't even know if i want to go ahead uh the white version by chris stapleton yeah who was that i don't know these white people care that's all version better Mm-mm. black version had that somebody yeah. in the room said chris who sorry to this man <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i i i, I wouldn't know him if i seen him walking down the street <laughs> yeah i feel so bad he's probably a great man i hate to say it i hope i don't sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is i mean he could be walking down the street i wouldn't i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man Mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i'm not trying to hate he probably is dope so don't write in i know a lot of you special no, was like, he, you know he the number one uh country artist i know a lot of you special blacks probably stand for this man not this is not a diss but to the white man i never man. heard that, that but version. that black man version sound better to me i'm sorry Ooh, honey he, he was he was hitting all the notes all the notes he was playing all the instruments too all right let's get into white people news i'm skipping that shout man because i don't feel like talking about trump oh we already talked feel about like y'all him. made me I got. I made myself angry. I picked those articles. <laughs> Let me take some responsibility, okay? The world made me angry reading these articles that I picked for myself. Um, Ashley Graham, the uh, Latina um, curvy model, mm-hmm. married to a black man. You know, she got her own issues. You know, he, uh, when she first brought her black man home, he had to deal with racism in her family. So uh it wasn't just elon guys all right there's a lot of y'all been in that situation in one way shape form or fashion or another yeah uh as children we're taught that sexy is dirty shameful and unladylike in the eyes of god but as grown-ass fuck women we who wrote this oh nicole bitchy or what xo nicole okay they must be sassy with it okay but as grown as fuck women we understand that having a healthy sex life is nothing to be ashamed of especially when you're married yeah it's, it's that it's funny that people say especially when you're married because i agree 
but that does also concede to those like kind of judeo christian values that marriage you other bitches marriage cleans up the the quandaries morally about sex which look man if you fucking people be free with it you know like if you i'm just i mean hope it's your decision your choice all that shit but if you're fucking people and feeling guilty then you're probably doing it wrong right like you don't want to be feeling bad about enjoying something with, with someone you know like so you know i think a lot and also i think uh, a lot of times especially women think they're gonna get freed from the sexual like guilt via marriage and shit yeah but it don't always work that way mm-hmm. sometimes you still have hang-ups mm-hmm. and you also have men who take advantage of that where it's like i'm giving you the only uh godly and saintly sex you can have i'm giving you the only permitted sex so i'm gonna abuse that privilege you know i'm gonna i'm gonna treat you like shit i'm gonna treat you like you're here for reproduction i'm gonna not care about your pleasure i'm gonna not um you know i'm gonna make sure you owe it to me and shit like that like a lot of religion from you right that's what i'm saying yeah it's a lot of religious hang-ups around sex that marriage doesn't really clear up because the underlying problem is the misogyny of religion agreed in a recent interview model ashley graham said that sex and faith go hand in hand says that in her household prayer is a form of foreplay the 32 year old model who has been married to her husband justine justin irvine for nearly a decade it looks like justine justine irvine for nearly a decade is currently expecting her first child and says that her marriage has never been stronger she's gorgeous in this picture she gorgeous all her pictures that's a good looking mm-hmm. woman according to ashley the key to keeping the fire lit in their union over the past nine years has been their connection with god in a recent interview with lily singh uh she said my husband just oh so now it's justin so maybe that was a typo earlier mm-hmm. my husband justin editors Ir- editors justin Irvin and i have prayer nights together because i like to do meditations and prayer and so does he on his own but then when we do it together it just feels more powerful and that power when you're praying it's like oh do you feel that i can see that you know you just be praying like god you know i want you to bless this pussy that i'm about to eat now i can see that though i mean whatever you practice in your relationship if y'all want to bless the sex first i mean that to me that mean they probably having the more freakier sex come on like they feel like they need to be blessed up put some holy water on this before we go in and do what we do like they might be doing all kinds of shit you know it's like god gonna if god gonna see this we're gonna have to pray first you know ah! we're like you might have to turn around on this one some of this is some of the other uh in the other chapters of the bible that's not cool so uh <laughs> but good for them man she also had a piece of advice for married couples who may be experiencing a rough a rut or a rough patch in a relationship have sex all the time even if you don't feel like it just have sex i have found that if you haven't had sex we get snippy and then if you ha- we ha- are having sex we are all over each other for us it's like oh let's have sex and then we're just right back in a great mood i don't do relationship advice so uh i take that if you will <laughs> i don't know what how people get down there on relationship and what makes them feel better and whatnot like i assume it's different per couple but you know i do think that physical bond in a relationship does help though mm-hmm. you know? it, it does bring it does bring you closer together and a lot of people do get snippy and, and stuff like that because uh being intimate is a form of like a release from stress and things like that too yeah and then you know kind of remind you who you with what you were there like 
because everybody when you first get together has that 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 oh i can't wait to get with you and then you know over the years especially people to get kids and mm-hmm. jobs long you're distance you're not intimate as much a lot of times that is a show you have kids you're not yeah. intimate as you're much. getting older come on your body you can't be like that no more you i saw an article said big sean gave uh uh what is that chick's name jaheen just Iko, whatever her name is one of one of them littles as karen would say come on uh he gave she gave he gave her nine orgasms and i know i'm old now because i went oh that's a, oh that's a lot ain't nobody got plans for the day like you know you get older like when you like at 23 i'm like i give a nine or i give psh, psh, i'll be in that pussy all day you know what i'm saying you got but Nigga, i got shit to do Can now we get, you know yeah. now you get to the point where you be like it, uh, you, you finished oh okay 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 right. you, you, you play this it'd be like you good i'm good all right all right because right. you know you can't give her that back breaking sex she like nigga i need my back right i was planning to do errands today <laughs> and now i have to lay in the bed and recover this is crazy <laughs> come on now i gotta go to the chiropractor nigga what the fuck's wrong with you when are we eating i had a i had brunch scheduled and now i mean i had plans for mimosas and now that shit is dissolved it was funny because my friend circle is getting older too so on facebook when uh janelle james shared the article all the women in the articles all the women you know in her thread was like who got time for that what's wrong with these people (laughs) come on i'm serious i'm I'm serious you be looking like my hips don't bend like that i'm not as flexible no more you like, just, mm-hmm. but i'm just thinking like it's funny because we've all gone we're getting older now because there was a time when it was like that would be the goal like oh I, nah what guys was in a day shit nigga I'll pra, 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 pra. Mm-hmm. but now it's like but who gonna, but then how i'm gonna get to the movies on time like it's <laughs> come on like but my what about my favorite show come on the fuck is this you mean i have 24 hours without children and i'm supposed to spend all of it orgasming mm, i have books to read come on i'd like to take a nap come on i, I can finally i like to go visit an old friend i can finally get my pedicure like it's it's crazy it's sad getting old y'all go get a massage <laughs> it's sad getting old come on <laughs> i got old people is like i got shit to do oh man that's so sad nah no. yeah june said can i get nine naps right <laughs> so sad it's so sad what's happening to us <laughs> when you young you have the whole like life in front of you and all the time in the world and you like not gasm nigga i'll fucking i'll beat the pussy to bleed and shit now you're like now who wants a vagina to bleed that's ridiculous <laughs> that that i will break your back I, sir i need to use my back sir now i got to go to the gyno no right. thank you i can't go to the chiropractor my insurance don't cover this like, can you just gently use my back just gently <laughs> come on you know what i'm saying can you just being that break i mean what's what's wrong with bending it's like delicates in the uh in the washing machine <laughs> Sir, this this pussy is machine wash only okay on. dry clean only dry clean only this is dry clean come only. on now you like no nigga uh we gotta use pillows can we right i but like this i am above the floor i right. do my pussy d- does not do floor no more right like not floor does not give not orgasms is like we don't it don't matter if we have sex on the floor like when you when like when it's when it's not orgasm time in your life it's like we could have this sex in the backseat of a car it just doesn't matter I, the brake shift is in my spleen it don't matter we're having sex and then now it's like people dating and they 
30s late 30s or 40s it's like how many pillows he got in his bed you like oh i got standards now how many mm, mm-hmm. that couch looks rough okay mm, how many thread counts <laughs> that thread count too low no thank you no i'm good is this the tipa uh, the, 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 the uh the 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 blue the the purple mattress what right. you call it? Tim- purple mattress yeah. yeah like i don't know about this one this is silly postopedic i don't know if i should uh just sleep number yeah what's your sleep number on this side of the bed because i'm gonna need to adjust this for this now come on you be looking like is the mattress on the floor bitch no right i got standards for this pussy now it turns from like i don't want no minute man to like i can't be having sex all day so Can what we you wrap need this to up do in, in under a minute what you need to do i'm just messing with y'all i know i know everybody's having great sex forever i'm just joking <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you wonder why uh, old people at the sunrise special at 6 a.m be- beating the hostess there because we got shit to do y'all look i know y'all have megan the stallion's knees and sex goes forever okay nigga no i take everything i said back sex is great forever not orgasms minimum or i'm out uh well, then i don't know what you would mean for nigga because no sex to the break of dawn then get up and work get up and go to work right um i don't know who this lady is maori mara higgins but she was sizzling in a lace top she's not shy when it comes to putting out uh putting on a show-stopping display as many a showbiz event at many a showbiz event and mara higgins didn't disappoint as she posts racing at an ann summers meet and greet in blanchardstown shopping center in dublin ireland on saturday the love island 28 sizzled in a lace cutout bralette and leather trousers as she met over 300 adorned fans in her native country mm. wow that must be a big deal over there that's big still don't know who she is yeah i mean i, I obviously we're talking about her here I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. Uh, she is a brand ambassador for the lingerie giant and sure she dressed to impress for the occasion and her daring cleavage bearing top, which featured a zip up leather panel. A tick warm in the chilly winter weather. The star added a chic black blue to her look allowing her leather trousers and crop top combo to do the talking mara added a simple pair of black heels the former grid girl styled her raven tresses into a dramatic high ponytail while she applied a generous layer of glam makeup to her face um pretty she appeared in good spirits as she happily waved the fans and posed with pictures at the event her racy appearance comes after she insisted she's not ready for marriage after a psychic predicted she and her boyfriend chris pitcher will be engaged within six, six months well that all depends on how focus tests with the audience earlier in the month the lingerie model revealed a psychic claim love Island's curtis will pop the question early next year um admitted she's far from ready to tie the knot mara said in a at the event i never said that this the this morning psychic predicted that god no i'm not ready for marriage i got nothing to worry about you never know what's around the corner the bombshell also revealed she prefers to keep her romance out of the spotlight despite forming a relationship on tv okay she explained you guys think curtis asking mara to be his girlfriend took longer than it was we're very secretive we get asked a lot of questions but i just lie i'm just lucky that i that it worked with curtis oh curtis he's such a good guy on her upcoming dancing on ice stint damn they do dancing on ice there instead of dancing with the stars oh they took it to the next level 
don't fuck around and fall through the ice you might not make it what kind of liability that's how, that, that's how that eliminate contestants you just fall through the ice <laughs> what kind of what kind of liability uh waivers do you have to sign you gotta sign one of them cabernet waivers to get uh come on to get on that show us. the media personality revealed that while she takes light in skating she feels intimidated by other contestants talent the social media sensation shared i'm definitely progressing i'm really enjoying it and i don't didn't think i would i've had some lumps and bumps my biggest competition well i got a lot of competition but perry kylie uh and ian h ian watkins is uh also good caprice has also come a long way or is it caprice i don't know mm-hmm. i think caprice is the salad anyway that's why people knew mm-hmm. so that's why i don't know how to pronounce it Mm-mm. uh <laughs> caprice like the car right uh, caprice like Capri son i don't know it was c-a-p-r-i-c-e so probably caprice i think that's how you say that uh taylor swift has accused scooter braun and scott borchetta of hiding her music holding her music hostage yeah she's been going back and forth with this bullshit ain't she yeah i saw this on twitter and you know you know me Even man agendas. i always have a soft spot for taylor swift because i feel like as a 29 year old i've watched her grow up um and it's been harsh on her you know a lot of the stuff around her and a lot of it not her fault and some of it is her fault like every single fucking person but the 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 agendas around her and what she needs to do and stand for is so ridiculous at some but um she is as she it's funny as she starts to be more outspoken and grow into her own voice you see people move the goalposts in real time on her mm-hmm. so <clears throat> anyway in an extensive statement published on social media taylor swift claims that scott borchetta the head of her former record label and scooter braun who brought the master rights to her first six albums earlier this year are not allowing her to use any of her old songs in a forthcoming netflix documentary about her or in performance at this year's american music awards yeah they got it out for her that's really uh that part is really important because the american music awards um if i'm not mistaken she's being honored so she's getting like artists of the decade and these men own the right to her music and won't let her use and my it. my thing is like she gonna you're gonna get money out of her she has to pay you for the right to the shit anyway <laughs> just take her money um but shedda and Braun will only allow her to make use of her music if she agrees to not re-record her the songs that they own and if she stops speaking out about them so they're trying to silence her swift claims uh earlier this year she published a similarly impassioned statement against braun and his acquisition of her master recordings scooter also manages several artists who i really believe care about other artists in their work please ask them for help with this i'm hoping that maybe they can talk some sense to the men who are exercising tyrannical control over someone who just wants to play the music she wrote um yeah and i saw people being like oh she should go playing the victim again i'm like sometimes she is the victim yeah sometimes she has, i don't know sometimes she is like everybody else yeah just like all your faves sometimes she is a victim what's taking her so long to stand out to speak out about stuff man we didn't know how beyonce felt about a lot of shit until about five years ago come on and then we was like what, what? oh hold up so we okay it's even more than just yeah. feminism this is like some super pro-black pro-military militant blackness shit that you're doing pro-woman shit like come through beyonce and we always with it you know yeah and for a lot of us a lot of us wouldn't even speaking out online or on social media about uh black lives matter or any of that so everybody shit grows that people didn't and evolves. Yeah. everybody changes so she become more outspoken and actually earlier than a lot of people right 
earlier than a lot of people people that we don't require to be outspoken but i don't uh, even ask yeah but i think after that kanye shit she became a placeholder for all white women so it's just not you can't say anything to her credit without some motherfucker trying to rush in and make her like into some virulent racist piece of shit and the thing is guess what she didn't vote on the fucking award somebody else did yeah so yeah but it's crazy that because what i kept thinking is it's taylor swift taylor swift is like somebody she's a big ass name if if i told somebody like yo you know taylor swift doesn't control her own musical like archive and like the people in control of it would rather silence her than allow her to um pay them to buy herself right and she's probably offered to pay and they right. turned her down yeah they, she did she did um it's just wild to me and i'm like who else does that talk to tapped into because we only know taylor swift because she's so big she can go on her platform and really say that but what other artists do we look at that are not as big as taylor swift that aren't as successful that aren't as privileged as taylor swift that we're like yo that maybe that's why lauren hill can't perform a fucking miseducation that's mm-hmm. maybe that's why um 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 maybe that's what happened to cash doll you know what's going on with scissor you know what i mean like y'all like if you stop at well i don't like this person so i'm not going to consider this point anymore then you miss all the shit that can happen to the people you do like but most people are not that fucking savvy or that well-intentioned or uh have that much integrity so they just stop at i don't like this person i'm not going to consider the fucking bigger point you're making um and to those people mute unfollow block whatever the fuck i don't need to deal with it but it's so funny to see people like do this weird type of back and forth where they claim they stand for the principles until it's somebody they don't like yes sir so because remember when i talked about the people suing folks for music everybody was cool with it then it's like now it's cardi and Lil nas x and shit now it's like okay well hold up hold up now they shouldn't be able to do this This isn't right Mm -hmm. well it wasn't right the whole time Mm -hmm. that's why people are like no 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 you don't need the general public who don't who don't fucking know about this you need people to actually in the industry that can actually tell you if there's a true difference and she's and luckily for her she's privileged enough to take the consequences of speaking out because one of the things like when kesha was doing this with dr luke and he shut her music down guess who gave kesha money to hold her over it was taylor swift yeah and taylor and she did. didn't do it and put it all in the public mm-hmm. she wasn't all out there like it got exposed because kesha came forward and their people was like well y'all saying she don't do nothing for women but she did this for me right i i say i was raped by this man and he controls my music and my destiny and she didn't just hashtag feminism stand with Kesha. She actually put some money on this shit and helped me get by. You know, like people don't like the shit when it's not convenient. You know, but uh, I'm not gonna do another rant. But yeah, it's, it's just on so agendas. It's, yeah, it's just I. It frustrates me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was telling, like I was talking to my friend today. I said, "This is why I have five friends because I have five people I trust to be like, you know where I I don't like." to have to concede this point but i get it you know what i mean or i can at least admit that you know what dog i can't really be fair about this so i'm gonna go ahead and just bow out of this conversation i'm like cool i do that sometimes yeah shit we've had topics on here where i'm like i can't you know what i don't like this person so much 
even with them being wrong i i i can't you know what i mean so i just i get this wrong i'm not gonna pile on or whatever i'm not gonna try to make it seem like it's okay for this person to be whatever but i just don't fuck with them like that people can't even do that with taylor swift they will make a whole ass argument on why it's okay to 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 silence a woman in this case you know but not others correct uh it's also weird when people are like so every racial relationship is 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 every breakup in her songs is the man fault and she ain't so she's just playing the victim i'm like nigga we all been listening to mary j blige talk shit about men my whole life and i believe every song every song not once have i taken <laughs> I, I ain't took kc's side not one time i ain't took kendu side i ain't said you know what mary the, the common denominator for 12 albums is you i say girl these men ain't shit girl turn it on let's drink some brown and let's do it okay Ooh, and men have rapped about women yeah get the fuck out of my face oh moving the goalpost ass niggas uh sarah palin claims she found out that her husband todd palin's divorce filing uh she found it out through an email duh <laughs> now see now wait do he just cc on it now see this is me being honest this is exactly what i was talking about i can't be fair to sarah palin like this must be terrible right to find out through email i don't care because i don't like her and i can be honest about it uh sarah palin claimed that she first learned about her husband ty palin's plan to file for divorce via email yeah everybody knows that should be a uh that should be a snail mail uh certified letter through the post office uh the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the former alaska governor 55 opened up how she fell after the oil field production operator also 55 seeking to end their marriage after 31 years she told christian author james dobson that the discovery was devastating and added that it felt like she got shot i found out from an email from an attorney saying that she was hired and that was on june 19th i'll never forget it she explained in the second half of her two-part interview what could she be talking about for two parts i don't parts? know her and it sounds like if he sent her email they probably would not communicate with each other not even probably some it's not it like it must have been bad yes yeah <laughs> but it, it must have been so bad that he was like send that bitch an email right um i found out from an email nah, nah, nah. uh then on ty's birthday a week after our 31st anniversary is when he filed yeah oh yeah it's not easy to talk about um well yeah well you I mean, it, well, he waited a week. <laughs> he gave you the courtesy. Nigga, right? you knew it wasn't all good. <laughs> like I said, you knew it wasn't all good for for him to to send you a, a email. Oh, y'all, y'all probably have not been sleeping together in a hot minute. A real petty king would have did it on the anniversary. So he's a better come on, a real better king. man than a lot of men. Okay if he was dating taylor swift he would have did it on the anniversary and it would have made a song uh i'm sure so many of you either maybe you've been through it or you have people whom you love you've witnessed how horrible it is but i just think wow maybe except for death of a child i don't know what could be more devastating um she also suggests that their long-term marriage isn't necessarily over over as she revealed that the pair are going through counseling now are you are you going through counseling now uh she he filed for divorce he cited incompatibility incompatibility of temperament between the parties uh the commercial fisherman also stated wait what does he do i thought he was a ran an oil thing 
i don't know he also stated in his filing that the difficulties in their pairs in their marriage made it impossible to live together as husband and wife oh damn they tied a knot in 18 1988 and their parents of course to track bristol willow piper and trig uh according to the anchorage daily news a couple are also seeking joint custody of trig who was born with down syndrome i don't know why that was part of the article the former vice presidential candidate once joked oh that, because that's the only child that's under age no i mean the down syndrome part okay Could just said the youngest child trig they i don't know what they, what why I mean, that was relevant to the i'm, I'm with you now to, to say that uh the remark first it's like man uh, you know, i'm not gonna say that now the remark first service in february 2012 uh when she said that her marriage would eventually meet its demise if so that that remark service in february 2012 after state officials released 17,000 records which were initially obtained by the associated press as part of a freedom of information act request it was discovered that she mentioned the concept in september 2007 email while governor her spouse was <clears throat> copied on the memo along with her aides chris perry and frank bailey oh so they want them people that always be breaking up and now this is just the latest version of them breaking up so speaking of if we are when we get a divorce does this, that quell conflict the interest accusations about bp she wrote jokingly referencing her husband's work on the oil company's northern slopes pipeline bailey added very funny so maybe it was just a joke Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never know with these white folks, man. Sometimes they be getting divorced, and you be like, "What's happening?" Uh, finding out during uh for email though, that's gotta that's gotta be terrible for you. Mm-hmm. All right, we do one more for uh, white people news. Uh, we've been going for quite some time here. It's time for us to get out of here. I got a uh, I have an appointment with the NFL, and I'm gonna move it to uh, a high school, and I'm wearing my Django Unchained shirt, so I gotta get dressed. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to see you. What? Mm-hmm. The media needs to see this, Karen. Well, you let them What if see I did it. that? I got YouTube live and I got like a hundred people to come out and watch me be terrible at football. You could do that. In a Django Unchained, in a, in a cracker ass, cracker shirt or something like that. People, that would be a good parody. People would show up. It'll be terrible. Like I'm just out there like, I'm trying out for Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, I'm very dick. upset. I'm so, I'm very pissed off at some of the things that he has done, but i'm gonna try out and then i just take off my shirt and say cheese eyes it's got a pair of mom jeans on it oh no and i just shoot a bunch of air balls and shit and i'll be like as you can see i belong on the hornets because they suck okay i can do that anyone can shoot them air balls no. i'm just kidding we're great this year guys um nyc psychology professor secretly moonlights as a white nationalist co-host of richard spencer's podcast what oh it must be nice to be white <clears throat> For years, Joshua Dietz has taught psychology at New York City's public and private universities. Students of Kingsborough Community College describe him as a modern professor, easygoing and informal. Plays guitar in his spare time and maintains a hypnosis practice in downtown Brooklyn, providing emotional counseling and assertiveness training. He was an adjunct an adjunct at St. Francis College just a few blocks away as recently as, as recently as last fall. But when he's not teaching undergrads or hypnotizing passive men, Dietz is lecturing under another name, Josh Neal, a vowed white nationalist and co-host of Richard Spencer's podcast. Does he change his color in his hair like on the videos? What's what's up with that? What, what, what videos? The pictures at the top. Ain't that two versions of him? No, it's him and Richard Spencer, I think. Oh, that's him and Richard Spencer. Yeah, Richard okay. Spencer's on the left. I'm about to say, he look like two people. Why was he putting his face out there knowing that? Come on. What was he thinking? I mean not that i want him to get away with it but like damn whiteness must be good 
he never even thought like i should probably do this in like a mask or off camera Mm-mm. you know i got a whole job and shit why why worry about it yeah i mean i, I mean yeah, i mean it was you know just spend them bring them back with pay spend them pay bring them back i mean where's this article i guess i don't know with the right white man we can do anything uh yeah so uh, uh operating under a thinly veiled moniker deets host the mcspencer group alongside spencer uh perhaps the best known american neo-nazi and founder member of the so-called alt-right for hours at a time deets and a rotated selection of guests helped plot the future of the white identity movement touching on subjects from eugenics to kurt cobain a symbol of white displacement to the negrofication of american culture Ooh, not the negrofication that's the problem with kaepernick he out here negrofying these motherfuckers y'all ever see it i guess i'm part of the negrofication movement i looked in the stadium i said these white people becoming negrofied you well, a nobody, ne- nobody told me you ever just see a black person you be like you are a negrofied motherfucker boy let me tell you <clears throat> looking out negrofied this morning <laughs> where you going church uh <laughs> where you going over church of chicken oh whatever our negro fights you going to church of chicken you must be going to popeyes you just you got real negrofied i can tell the grease <laughs> they can't speak eloquently they can't dress a particular way they can't show enthusiasm for education or career advancement or i don't know monogamous healthy relationships without a without a wedlock children said deets during an episode with author colin flaherty uh, recorded earlier this year flaherty incidentally was the voice behind the explicitly racist video that that nypd union boss ed mullins apologized for sharing this summer you so, you saying the police shared some white supremacist video and then was like oops my bad and deleted it you think i'm a fool i might have been born yesterday but i i might have been born on a saturday but i wasn't born yesterday okay i don't believe they deleted it they probably did <laughs> just like i don't believe nothing donald trump say i believe everything except the delete um you really can't trust them says duke oh wait i'm sorry deets frequently appears on similar podcasts to his own show no apologies uh he has featured guests such as patrick little who believes jews should be raised as livestock and notorious neo-nazi david duke in a conversation with duke earlier this year he asked about the issue of right-wing figures maintaining relationships with jewish people and whether it makes them emotionally blind to criticism wow you really can't trust them said duke the only jews that i really have any respect for are those jews who expose that expose jewish power expose jewish racism and expose jewish efforts to destroy us following the lengthy monologue deets replies that's so well said deets face is visible on his frequent video live streams which often rack up tens of thousands of views on youtube also you don't need that job and other streaming services but until this week the connection between the pseudonyms podcast and his public facing life as a professor and life coach were not widely known the change followed a tweet posted on monday from an anonymous account seemingly seen as part of an internet internecine fight with the alt-right that exploded this weekend oh they was alt-right on alt-right violence mm-hmm. arguing people arguing they pull that shit out can't we just alt-right get along apparently not because <laughs> as a scholar rodney king said uh oh, no. that exploded this fast so wow that's how we found out after the far-right personality milo yadonopoulos leaked audio meant to humiliate spencer my ancestors fucking enslaved those little pieces of fucking shit spencer shrieks reportedly reacting to blowback to the bigoted unite the right rally in charlottesville i rule the fucking world yes the white man who got a hitler haircut and wore a suit 
and white people told me how sophisticated he was look at the new face of the alt-right they dared march his ass out like that yeah. a few years ago people go that's a fucking racist what are we talking about here right oh a racist racist can tie ties what well now we need to hear him out Mm-mm. the tweet was followed by an investigation of by it's going down an anti-fascist blog that linked josh neal to joshua deets it's going down the article noted that deets plays guitar for jimmy and the band an experimental six piece with an openly gay front man for their electrifying performances the band was secretly i mean was scheduled to headline arlene's grocery next month though that listing has since been removed what y'all don't stand for freedom of speech uh yeah i guess the tweet said uh at richard b spencer your boy john neil dykes the community college professor and hypnotist who in his spare time complete competes with lil wayne for most embarrassing guitar solos of all time did we mention he's in a band with a cross dragger dresser a bleg and a jew i don't know what a bleg is but all of it sounds racist to me right these also runs a hypnotherapy practice transformation out of court street building overlooking brooklyn borough hall on his website the deetsmethod.com he refers to his services as hypnotist counseling and the life coaching you think you take black customers no <laughs> he knows that he received maybe that's what happened to kanye he knows that he received a master's in clinical psychology <laughs> but does not specify where he earned his degree the umar johnson school for hotepery we all oh. know that a call to a number listed for deets was answered but the voice hung up after i identified myself as a reporter he also did not respond to email requests for comments no, of course not oh you got everything to say on your little podcast uh former colleagues and students now fucking up his money right former colleagues and students of deets said they were horrified to recognize a professor's face in chummy videos of spencers and other white supremacists uh anthony alessandrini yeah because he wanted both ways like he wanted to be on both sides maybe i don't know what he teaches about at that school he could be sliding in some supremacy in them lessons karen don't sleep okay with his uh gay drummer and all them people you just said too girl marlo yalanopoulos gay okay you know what i'm saying like i'm with you okay they might i mean they might not know or they might that, that, know that's what i'm saying i i'm assuming they don't but yeah they could know and just no, not that whiteness strong karen i hope they don't i hope you right yeah my, my my ignorance my innocence is going they they didn't know i hope the gay dude is as shocked as the rest of us but ah you just do not fucking know these days i don't put nothing past nobody okay yeah, we just playing because that's the thing nobody knew at the college sound like it's so it's not like these were like separate worlds they just happened to collide yeah. because this dude put it up maybe i hope so i hope you're right karen i hope i am too because you know he was out here podcasting for hours at a time uh and uh so anthony anthony alessandrini a uh professor in the english department of kingsborough community college recall interacting with these multiple times in the wake of the 2016 election days after trump's inauguration ellison Drini shared tips on the faculty listserv about protecting cuny's undocumented students please stop including me in these emails these wrote back for one it's propaganda for another you're clogging my inbox with garbage a spokesperson for kingsborough uh community college confirmed that deets no longer teaches at the school but refused to provide additional information about why he was let go and how long he spent at the university you can see how long but Revu- you know. reviews on rate my professor indicate he taught there as far back as 2012 yeah 
but you know they ain't got to tell you that's 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 they quote unquote internal investigation according to a since deleted linkedin page diesel has also lectured at brooklyn college york college queensborough community college maker everest college what and new york city college of technology inquiring about uh, to those schools were not uh, inquiries were not immediately returned yo mega everest college for real dog what else is he talking uh sojourner truth uh uh college and, and uh and, and that's why i think that they were two separate in like like yeah. these was actually just two separate worlds mm-hmm. and he didn't ever think they were going to collide until this happened and then everybody was like the fuck i might be wrong but nah I'm- you might no nah, i think you're right because that's that, i mean as i'm reading this that sounds like you wouldn't invite him if you knew he was on that mm-hmm man maker everest college for real you know what he gotta do karen what he gotta lie and say he was infiltrating the white supremacists not the other way around that's mm-hmm. how you get out of this that's how you get out i was writing a book i was researching white supremacy and it's called i infiltrated the alt-right okay so that's what the next podcast is gonna be a spokesperson for st francis college where deese was listed as an employee director until friday morning what happened friday morning said that ah! <laughs> said that he last taught there in fall 2018 and will not return as an instructor in the future further questions were not answered i'm shocked that it happened and i'm shocked that there isn't more of a response the reaction seems more about ass covering to take responsibility said allison Drini, who noted that kingsborough is a majority non-white school fuck students are aware of this and if they're not hearing about it from their college what message is being sent to them you know he was turning in the motherfucking anybody a document he probably was like don't put me on this list uh unless you find some then I'll, i'm gonna protect them real good so you send me the names uh um one of the cc ice why are you cc and ice on the emails huh what uh one of these one of those students was jocelyn alexis an undergraduate at york county in queens who learned his online identity through a facebook post thursday night she said she took an intermediate psychology class on maturity and adolescence from him last spring it's scary and bizarre york york is like 80 percent black alexis wrote in a message to gothamist honestly nothing stands out about him and i can tell you he seemed pretty normal wow he wasn't even saying it wow karen you're right he wasn't even sliding into his lectures or nothing Mm-mm. i i really do think he was living too because that's that's the that's the privilege of being white uh, uh, until the uh, yannanopolis was mm-hmm. you know until they had the outright on outright violence nobody would it, no, nobody would have known they must have caught him slipping at some point guys don't don't forget we don't have class next monday it's martin luther king jr oh king jr day just uh see you guys monday bye and conversation on his on his shows these occasionally refers to his own path towards white nationalism he started as a traditional conservative so he was already a white nationalist then he became involved in men's rights circles writing Ooh, that sounds like that hole went deeper writing for return of kings a pickup artist website <laughs> white nationalism and womanizing hand in hand and the self-publishing is, a is the next one is a c sign up for um uh, something else bashing women.com a self-publishing book billed as politically incorrect guide to dating is what he did uh after that he self-published that mm-hmm. so he published misogyny.com he was once a fan of gavin mcginnis the proud boys founder but over time has come to regard that strand of the alt light as too moderate oh too moderate speaking with spencer he frequently describes the path to building power for our little community in the years to come we need to make what being white 
and have a family and believing in something beautiful again he declared on an episode from earlier this year the alt-right is the last stop on the train we'll be here with arms wide open and he also goes on to say dark knight is better than black panther wow <laughs> whoa <laughs> no one even asked bro where did that quote come from i don't know i don't even know i asked an article that's crazy to me too karen good grief you imagine being the kind of person that agrees with that anyway ah! uh guilty plea in las Me- la mesa sword slain cold case an oregon man who fatally stabbed a la mesa resident multiple times with a sword in 2006 pleaded guilty wednesday to a voluntary manslaughter charge zachary bunny 39 is slated to be sentenced to a dozen years in state prison on december 18th for a slaying of 47 year old uh scott martinez who was killed in his apartment uh june 17 2006 prosecutors have not disclosed a motive for the slaying nor the men's connections to one another uh the investigators say the case went closed uh cold they submitted a dna left at the crime scene for genetic genealogy testing um leading to his arrest in oregon so they got him through uh like 23 and me or some shit apparently Mm-mm-mm. he is white by the way all right child that's it we'll be back tomorrow thank you so much for listening we uh had a good time other than you know the first like hour and a half of the show uh, and i uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this long episode until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.